I'm consistently consistent. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was, like, feedback. I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that? Are you gonna get us like DMCA? What? Like DMCA? Like the copyright shit? Disney is gonna have our ass. Man, we're fine. I for us. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to episode six and potentially the last episode because Disney may come to try to kill us. You know, the Winter Soldier may come to kill us. I mean, if he's coming, then, like, come and get me. But Yeah, like, I'd be open to it. Is he available? Is Sebastian Stan free right now? I'll send him my address. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to episode six of the Inconsistently Consistent podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Melanie. And I'm Rachel, who apparently is on a mission to get this podcast canceled. <laughs> yes, she is. She is working on it. She, on her list of things she doesn't like, people with wooden legs, people from Quebec. <laughs> and now, you know, she's, tr- she's like single-handedly trying to get us copyright stricken from Disney. I almost spit my drink on my laptop when you said that. <laughs> yes, yes. Adding to our list of things Rachel is trying to trying to ruin for all of us if that doesn't <laughs> give you a hint we're doing Marvel Madness <laughs> and today on today's podcast here's what you can expect besides us being you know like a hitman coming to kill us both from Disney because that's what they do I've been told, and I'm from a real creditable source. <laughs> Your mom is not a real creditable source. My mom would never come up with that idea. That <laughs> popped into my ADHD brain just then, and that's my creditable source. <laughs> my just, like, random imagination. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we're doing today, we're going to read some marvel fan fiction it's not gonna get too smutty so don't you worry about it unless you're into that then you gotta go find that yourself we're not here for you like that you have to go find an x-rated marvel fan fiction podcast because that is not us yeah i'm sure it's out there but we're not here for that no not yet i mean i'm here i mean listen I mean, under the right set of circumstances, things could happen. Yes. Yeah, especially if you were to rate us five stars and give us a really good review. Mm Mm-hmm. I could be swayed to read some of these things. Maybe, uh, you know. Possibly in an accent. (laughs) I'll read it as a, I'll pretend I'm Zemo and read it that way. Sam. (laughs) James. You sounded Jamaican. (laughs) I'm trying to do Sokovian. Apparently, it's not working very well. <laughs> it's kind of like Z- Sokovian meets Jamaican. It's like Zemo went and lived on Jamaica for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> And then 
you know, besides the fan fiction, we're also going to talk about Marvel and how they've, they're trying to ruin our lives. I mean, they've already you know? ruined my life. They've tried point. to crush our spirit with Endgame and Infinity War. So much money invested into this franchise. She literally spent money to tattoo it onto her forever. I <laughs> She's committed I'm to this franchise. I am. I am very committed. I prefer Marvel over DC. You can fight me if you want. Leave us a review. Any day of the week. And fight us in the review. <laughs> Although, unpopular opinion here, I do usually prefer the DC villains mm. to the Marvel villains. But the yes. Marvel heroes, 100% better. I do like the DC villains. I will say, like, I like some of the Marvel villains. Um, Thanos mm-hmm. can go fuck himself. Yes, he can. But I like, you know, Zemo as a villain. I liked Red Skull. I liked mm-hmm. Agatha. I usually like the villains in DC more just because I find that they're more interesting. They've got more of like a fleshed out backstory yeah. type of character, and they're more kind of three dimensional. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the heroes in DC don't don't really like attract me to them, nah. and I mean that in a physical way as well as a just you know not just aesthetically but also in a way that it makes me want to actually watch anything. I don't or know. Read about any of it. Christian Bale's pretty hot in Batman Begins. Just saying. Eh. It's all. Okay, this is the end of the podcast. (laughs) No, it's not. Because we're here to talk about Marvel. Fuck DC. (laughs) Yes, fuck DC. Um, Like I said, fight us. Leave a review and fight us if you think DC's better. You are wrong. (laughs) Yes, give us five stars and then call us idiots. Yes. After you give us the five stars, though. Because that part's important. Be inconsistent with your review. (laughs) (laughs) That is how you tell us that you're mad. Yes. <laughs> but also you love us. And like leave a one that. star review and say, I love Marvel. And we'll be like, what? But not the one star though. We would like it the other way around. Yes. <laughs> Preferably. Yes. If I could make that request. Yes. Especially because Rachel's ideas right now are to get us copyright stricken by, Mar- by uh, Disney and Marvel <laughs> and all of those people. Nah, Stan Lee's gonna like jump out of the bush- bushes and like beat us with a stick. You know, I mean, he's gonna jump out of his grave, actually. Oh, right. I forgot he died. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's like he's di- he died all over again, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's like when Wes Craven died and Alan Rickman. I'm going through it all over again. Yeah, Alan Rickman and Helen McAvoy. Yeah. Wait, who's Helen McAvoy? She played um, Narcissa Malfoy. Oh, well, I could take or leave that one. So, you want to read some fan fiction? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to read about some superheroes doing some weird shit that some people thought up on the internet. I've got one for you. Well, it's called. I can't wait. The argument. Okay. It is by Stand with Ward and Queen, and you can find it on fanfiction.net. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm going to read you the summary. It's very short. Okay. It says, Sam and Bucky get into a heated debate over a rather ridiculous topic. What do you think the topic is that they get in a fight about? Well, to be honest, Rachel, I think I read this fan fiction while we were looking for fan fictions for this episode. <laughs> so I do think I know what this is about. Oh, really? <laughs> for Unfortunately. <laughs> And I think I said, should I keep this one? <laughs> and then I said, no, I'm going to put, I took it off my list at okay. the end for the the one I'm going to read after you read this one. Okay. But I won't spoil it for our listeners. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you read it for them? I'll right. see if it, this is the one I was thinking of. Okay. So here we go. At the rebuilt Avengers compound. Wanda Maximoff was sitting in the kitchen making a sandwich when Rhodey walked in. Hey, Wanda, Rhodey greeted and she looked up. Hey, haven't seen you in a while, Wanda noted and he shrugged. Been busy, specifically with this report Sam asked me to look into, Rhodey said, pulling out a folder. Sam was right. There were Flag Smasher sympathizers helping them out. Okay, and why are you telling me this? You know where Sam's office is, Wanda pointed out confused. Do you want to go in there? Rhodey asked pointedly. And then there's a line to indicate we're switching rooms. Mm -hmm. You're full of crap, Sam, Bucky shouted. <laughs> you're not looking at the big picture, Bucky, Sam shot back. No, you're not. I'm talking about something primal here. <laughs> <laughs> the human race has evolved, Bucky. Not that much. You just don't want to believe me. It's not about what I want, Sam snapped. Yes, it is. Caveman would absolutely beat astronauts, <laughs> Bucky snapped back. It is the one I read. Says you. Wanda, and then there's another page break to indicate we're switching back. Wanda and Rhodey <laughs> listened to Sam and Bucky shouting at each other for a few moments before looking back at each other. Let's give them the report in an hour, Wanda suggested, and Rhodey nodded. Sounds good, Rhodey agreed. So, um, I don't want to know, Wanda said immediately. <laughs> Is that the end? That's the end. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So, astronauts versus cavemen? <laughs> yeah, astronaut versus cavemen is what they were fighting about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I glanced at it and it was on my list and I actually got rid of it just for this one All <laughs> the right. one I'm gonna read <laughs> and it was it oh I edged it out just for this one because this one involves Loki and penguins okay right? <laughs> so this one is called Loki and the Penguin Liberation Front <laughs> Yes. Who's it by? By Lula Madison. And okay. it's also from fanfiction.net. Okay. We so, will link all of these in the description of the episode if you want to go read them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the description was penguins and zoos all over the world suddenly vanish. The, ven the Avengers are sent to investigate. You can guess who is behind it. 
So <laughs> I immediately had to go look at this. Yes. Because I was like, why the hell would the Avengers be sent in to take care of disappearing penguins? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, here we go. Buckle your seatbelts. I'm buckled. Okay. It's the penguins, Nick Fury said, as he paced the room. <laughs> penguins, Tony asked. You brought me here to discuss penguins? <laughs> Orders from on high, Fury said with a shrug. Every zoo in the world lost all its penguins last night. No signs of break-in or intruders. It can only be some kind of supernatural or extraterrestrial event. They want us to investigate, or more specifically, they want you to investigate. Are you sure they just didn't just, just fly away, Tony asked with a smirk. <laughs> and then he waited for Fury to launch into one of his trademark tirades, but he was to be disappointed. Positive, Fury said plainly. We checked the CCTV. They just vanished into thin air. Oh, Tony <laughs> replied. Penguins I want. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I want you and Steve down at Central Park Zoo today. Fury said they lost sixty-five <clears throat> penguins last night. No, it would have been better if it was sixty-nine. I know, right? <laughs> they, it was a missed opportunity there, Lula Madison. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were going real good here with Loki and the penguins, but I, I do see the missed opportunity. Go back and rewrite it and change it to 69 penguins and put in brackets. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Loki would have added extra penguins, even if yes. they weren't that amount of penguins, just to have the joke. Yeah. God of mischief and all that. Mm -hmm. if, he, if he is responsible, no spoilers, but you know, it is in the title. Yes. So then there is a break, like a, a break in the page. So mm -hmm. it's like changing location, it seems mm -hmm. to be. It says, I see news travels fast, Steve said, as he skirted around the placard waving animal rights group. What do we want? A woman shouted through a megaphone and the crowd shouted, freedom for animals. <laughs> they look like they want a good rare steak to me, Tony said, <laughs> as they passed the protesters. And entered the zoo where a man met them. <clears throat> Mr. Stark, he said, holding his hand out. It's an honor to have you here, Mr. Rogers. They and Captain every time I see Rogers. Yeah. Well, every time I see Mr. Rogers, I think of Mr. Rogers like the lovely yes. day in the neighborhood bullshit, right? Yes. It's weird. Yes. Anyway, thank you, Steve said, shaking the man's hand. I'm Mr. Cross. I'm the director here. He said, it's such a sad day for us. Our penguins are one of the most popular exhibits. Can we see where they were housed? Steve asked. Of course, I'll take you straight there. What's that? Steve asked as Tony wandered around the empty penguin enclosure, waving what looked like a futuristic cell phone. <laughs> it analyzes the environment, looking for traces, energy signatures, Tony said, and then the machine beeped. Aha! Looks like Fury might have been right. And this isn't just a wild penguin chase. <laughs> what did it pick up? Tony held the device up so Steve could see the picture of the grinning Norse god on the screen. And then another page break, so it looks like it changes location. Mm -hmm. I thought penguins lived at the South Pole, Steve asked Tony, who was safely tucked away inside his centrally heated Iron Man suit while he had to make do with shield issue Arctic gear. 
That's a tongue tie. Tongue that is. right there. Say okay. that. Say that five times fast. What is it? Shield, Shield is- issue Arctic gear. Shield issued Arctic gear. Shield <laughs> issued Arctic gear. Shield issued Arctic. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, okay. I guess no one told a certain bird thieving psychopath that <laughs> penguins and polar bears don't mix. Tony replied. <laughs> They reached the edge of the vast group of penguins, all different species, emperor, gentoo, king, rock hopper, all mingling together, even though they came from different parts of the world. At the center of the birds, a dozen three-foot-tall emperor penguins were gathered around something, their beaks turned inwards, almost touching, as if forming a shelter or a barrier around something that lay within. Do you think Loki is here? Steve asked. The magic trace was too weak, and there was nothing on thermal imaging. If I thought he was here, I'd have brought a really big bomb. Or Natasha. Same thing, really, Tony said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he moved his foot to nudge a penguin out of the way. But was surprised when the bird padded to the side without being touched. I guess we go this way. They moved stealthily through the group of penguins, which parted to allow them a path through, until they were stood before the group of emperor penguins, who started to make a strange honking sound. I don't know if penguins honk. They do. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I've watched enough uh, nature documentaries with my grandma to know penguins honk. Okay. Interesting then. Mm -hmm. The birds moved waddling to the side to reveal a familiar dark-haired figure sitting cross-legged on the ice, leaning over with his shoulders hunched. Crap, Tony said. Loki slowly raised his head and smiled, twisted... <laughs> and smiled, twisted, evil grin. Okay. Lula, you gotta edit. That's a sentence, just doesn't make sense. Okay, English major, calm down. We're not here to critique these. Okay, well, we critiqued the 65. That's because that was a missed opportunity to make it funnier. And it, this is a missed opportunity to make it better. Oh, this is a missed opportunity to make it better. Okay, well then. <laughs> I don't know. I can just stop reading right now. <laughs> no, I want to hear what happens. Yeah. You want to know what happened to the penguins? I do. And what he's doing with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Loki says, have you come to defeat me while I am in a weakened state? I can assure you, you will most, dis- you will most disappointed if you have. You see? You see how I read that? And that's what it says on the paper, but it, it didn't make sense, did it? <laughs> see? It's just, there's a little bit of a problem. You got good ideas, Lula. You just need, you need to edit a little. We all, we all need to do a second draft. (laughs) Move away from the penguins, Loki, Steve said. We don't want them to get hurt. Loki cocked his head to one side and said, and why exactly would they get hurt? (laughs) If you would make a move or do anything wacky, we will take you down, Tony said. Ooh, Loki replied, my subjects will not allow that. (laughs) They aren't your subjects. These penguins need to go home, Steve said. They are home, Loki snapped, his eyes flashing with anger. They were captive bred, Steve said. They aren't meant to be in the wild. They'll die out here. Really, Loki said, looking around. Do you see anyone who looks sickly? Do you see corpses? Or do you see sleek, well-fed birds who appear to be adapting quite well to their newfound freedom? You've brought them to the North Pole, you idiot, Tony said. They'll get wiped (laughs) out by polar bears the second you turn your back. (laughs) 
<laughs> Loki snorted and said, I'd like to see one of those lumbering creatures try. Really, penguins, Tony said, as he pushed his faceplate up. What the hell are you up to? My waddle and I, Loki started. Waddle, Tony interrupted. What? A group of penguins is called a waddle. Did you not know, Loki said sarcastically. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that either. A waddle of penguins? Is that accurate? I don't know. Google it. I'm going to Google this. Continue reading. Okay. Sorry to break it to you, mister. I'm so super smart. I know everything. But a group of penguins is called a colony. Oh, they, see, she answered it. Good job, Lula. Good okay. job. That is what you humans call it. Yes. Oh. Oh. Hold up. You can speak penguin? Oh. Oh. You mean you can't, Loki said? I found an article, 10 cool facts, oh, 10 cool facts about penguin. A group of penguins in the water is called a raft, but oh. on land they're called a waddle. Oh. Other names for a group of penguins include rookery, colony, and huddle. Oh, so it is a possible term. Okay. It is. Okay. Well, anyway, hold up. You can speak penguin? You mean you can't, Loki said? holding his hand to his chest and feigning shock. And I was led to believe you were the smart one, Stark. <laughs> <laughs> this person writes Loki really well, I will say that. Yeah, and Tony. I like yeah. I like the interactions. This is good. Yeah. Lula, Lula, you should write more. I don't you I didn't should. look and see what you write, but like mm-hmm. you, Lula, you you're good. I like mm-hmm. you. Well, why don't you explain to them that it's not safe out here for them, and then you can get them shipped back to where they came from. Loki turned to the nearest penguin, a tall emperor with glossy black feathers, and said, they said it's not safe for you and wish for you to return to your cage. They say polar bears may attack you. Penguin looked from Loki to Steve and Tony and then let out a repeated honking sound while shaking its head. (laughs) Did that bird just laugh, Steve asked, and Tony (laughs) shrugged. You have your answer, Loki said. My subjects wish to remain here with me, so I suggest you leave now, before this day turns to violence. (laughs) No can do, I'm afraid, Tony said. I guess we'll just have to beat your ass into the ground as usual, then take them ourselves. I suspect that would be an unwise choice, Loki said, raising one arm and gesturing towards the flock of birds that stood watching them. Thousands of beady black eyes observing their every move with interest. As you can see, I have an army. <laughs> Is he going to say, I don't know, we have a Hulk? I don't know. Steve looked around and said, an army of penguins? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> no ordinary penguins, Captain. Loki said proudly, they are battle penguins. <laughs> I need to stop drinking because I almost just spat twice. (laughs) Ooh, battle penguins. I'm terrified, Tony said mockingly. (laughs) (laughs) I like Lula. You're you're great. I fucking love you. (laughs) Are they going to attack us with fishy stink breath? Are they going to shuffle towards us very, very slowly and attack? I suppose if they could fly, they could crap on us from the sky, but they can't even do that. (laughs) Loki scoffed and replied, which ably demonstrates just how little you mortals actually know 
at the creatures that inhabit this realm. I've had enough of this, Tony said. Then he leans, he leaned forward to pick up the nearest penguin and noticed something fluffy sitting between Loki's cross legs. What's the hell is that thing? Tony asked, standing back up straight. I can't stay here all the time to guard my newfound minions, Loki said. And then he picked up the chick that was nestled between his legs and hugged it to his chest. <laughs> Gentlemen, this is Sven. S P H E N. Sven. Sven, yes. It was a penguin like no other. It was bottom heavy like the rest of them and covered in fluffy down. But instead of gray feathers, they were blue and it observed them calmly with blood red eyes. Sven? Yes, I birthed a prince to rule my flock. <laughs> when I have other business to attend to, such as throwing you through various windows. <laughs> I can assure you, it was completely consensual, Loki said. Loki said, as he draped an arm around the emperor penguin that sat by his side and gave it an affectionate smile, and Oswald here is quite the gentle lover, too. Loki, Loswald, ship it, oh, oh and God. their child, Sven. I can't breathe. <laughs> the Prince of Mischief. Oh my God. Whew, the penguin oh. lay its head on Loki's shoulder. And then Steve put his hand to his mouth and said, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the interspecies flirting already. We're done here, Tony said. Then he leant down and grabbed Loki by the collar. I would not do that if I were you, Loki said. Then all around them, the penguins held their wings out, raised their heads to the sky, and began calling in unison. The strange sound echoed across the silence of the Arctic. It left Steve feeling unnerved, and Tony slammed his faceplate down. The birds began to shuffle forward, surrounding them, pecking in droves at Steve's ankles, driving their needle-sharp beaks through the material of his ski trousers, oh, no. and drawing blood from the skin below. Oh my god, this is horrific. <laughs> <laughs> they pecked at the Iron Man armor, chipping its paint, leaping over each other and throwing themselves at Tony until he lost his balance and toppled to the ground. Once Tony was down, another group of birds started launching themselves at Steve, knocking him to the ice. And they sw then they swarmed over his body, pecking at any exposed skin they could find. <laughs> In sheer desperation to halt the attack, Tony grabbed the nearest penguin by the neck and raised his hand, aiming a repulsor right in its face. 
Loki quickly and gracefully moved to his feet and shouted, stop. The penguins ended their attack. Abruptly, they bowed their heads and moved to the side to allow Loki and Sven a path through their ranks. <laughs> I still can't handle Sven with a PH. <laughs> Oh my god. <clears throat> I should remind you that you're on camera, Tin Man, Loki said, looking towards the brow of an ice flow. Brow? What? Towards the brow, B R O W. Maybe. Okay. I didn't realize uh, ice flows had eyebrows, but all right, go off. I don't know. Who knows what the brow of? I don't know. I don't know. Brow of an ice flow, where several nature documentary crews were filming one of nature's greatest miracles. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> nature's greatest miracles. if Earth's mightiest heroes were seen deliberately hurting animals. You know how people love penguins and their funny little antics. Oh we God. need to get out of here, Steve said, wiping a streak of blood from his pecked eyebrow. Oh Good plan, God. Tony said. An excellent plan, Loney. Loney? Loney, I put them together. Yep. An excellent plan, Loki said. Be gone and tell the world that the penguins are loyal to me now. They will not be returning to their cages. <laughs> Tell them to prepare to be ruled. Oh <laughs> Tony and Steve climbed to their feet and moved back towards the Quinjet, past a snaking line of beady eyes and pointy beaks as Loki laughed in the distance. Oh and then a page cut to another scene. It's the penguins, Nick Fury said as he opened a manila file and held it out towards Tony. And he said, I thought Loki already had all the zoo penguins. Uh, Fury rubbed at his temple and snapped the file shut. He does. Now he has the rest, too. The rest? All the penguins in Antarctica vanished, Fury said. The oh. ones from South Africa? Gone. New Zealand? Australia? The Falklands? Gone. We can only surmise that Loki has taken them. Wait, so now he has every single penguin in the world holed up with him at the North Pole? We need to find out what the hell he is planning to do with them, Fury said. And then a, a siren started blaring. I have a feeling we're about to find out, Tony said. That's the magic sensor alarm. Oh, no. Tony suited up and they made their way out onto the roof of the building, where Loki stood waiting for them with his horned helmet gleaming in the sun. You've come a long way to get your ass kicked, Tony said, as Fury edged out with his gun drawn. I can assure you I will not be the one tasting defeat to today, Loki said, with a new air of confidence and purpose about him that Tony had not seen before. I wonder why. He's now got a, a little boy named Sven, who's not much of a boy. Oh my god. <laughs> then he pointed to the sky and said, Behold the method of your demise! <laughs> a black shape appeared on the horizon, miles wide and headed straight for Stark Tower. Oh no. A dark pulsing cloud that engulfed the tops of the skyscraper. As it moved slowly and majestically across the city. What the hell is that? Tony asked. <laughs> I told you I had an army. Did I not? Loki said with a cruel smile. Call everyone in. Fury shouted down his radio. 
We have a level one situation. I repeat, a level one situation. The city is under attack. The city is under attack. What the hell have you done? Tony asked. And Loki laughed as the wings of a hundred million battle penguins blotted out the sky. <laughs> penguins can fly. <laughs> and it says the author's note at the end. Due to the surprising amount of people pointing out that penguins can't fly in reviews, I would like to say that, yes, I know penguins can't fly, but Loki's magically enhanced battle penguins can, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, like, the the most ridiculous thing in that story is flying penguins. Yes, because that's the, the most... Not the fact that Loki turned into a penguin and fucked a penguin and made a baby penguin to rule the penguins. <laughs> Right? Yes, flying penguins was the most ridiculous thing in that story. That's where yeah. the reviewers draw the line. <laughs> yes, flying penguins too far. Loki having sex with a penguin? Totally fine. Yeah. Fucking clip that. Anyway, you see why that edged out astronauts versus cavemen for me. Wait, is that the saw end? That. Yeah, that is the end. Oh my god. We'll never know what happens. I want to know what happens. I imagine Stark Tower is now filled with penguins. Yeah, the Avengers get run out of Stark Tower and it's now Penguin Tower. Mm-hmm. It's now Loki and Sven Tower. No, it's just Sven Tower. <laughs> oh my god. I can see why that edged out uh, the cavemen versus astronauts. Yeah, that was number five on my list, right? Oh my god. And I almost didn't include it because of the penguin sex thing. And oh. I was like, should I not? And then I was like, no, I can't because of Loki and the penguins and all of it. And it's just so ridiculous. It's just, that is what we in the fanfic world would call crackfic. Yes. And Lula did such a good job of yeah. making, Lula Madison did such a good job with Loki's lines and mm-hmm. Tony's lines because they mm-hmm. were so spot on oh she was like loki was so well written and i want her to write a follow-up to this one (laughs) i don't know if she did oh my god all i know is i i fucking loved it that is beautiful she's got more stuff written there she's got 31 stories oh okay and her like profile picture is like a like a profile like shadowy silhouette of loki i so, thought you're gonna say it was loki and a penguin and i was gonna lose it it is a, it's a it's sven it's, sven. <laughs> it's just sven <laughs> sven's oh, real oh my god he wrote the fanfic it's not oh, lula it's actually sven. oh my god he wrote his life story it's a biopic that is that is that, is, that was beautiful <laughs> I think that was just a majestic story to really start off. And it's the longest one I had, but oh. I feel like that we had to really do that. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful oh piece of work. That was amazing. And I was only hard on Lula because, she, you know, she is such a great writer, I think. Mm-hmm. I've never seen her work before today, but now I will never be the same. Because mm-hmm. it's just fantastic agreed 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 oh my god that was beautiful on so many levels yeah (sighs) i don't know where she gets these ideas but i fucking love it Mm -hmm. 
that was fantastic. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh lord. You know what else is good? The soundtrack for Black Widow. I don't know if you've seen Black Widow yet. Oh my god, I have. Yes. Oh. The um, what's that f- fucking song? They did a a cover. Of... Yeah, of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yes, that's it. Oh, that's so good. That is so good on there. But also, like, the instrumental soundtrack is really good. So it's by the same person mm-hmm. that does the soundtracks for the Assassin's Creed game. Lorne Baffle, I think that's his last name. Oh, that's uh, why it's so good. Yeah, Lorne Baffle. I don't know how to pronounce it, but B-A-L-F-E. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he does the soundtracks, or she, I don't know their gender. They do the soundtracks for a lot of the Assassin's Creed games, and those soundtracks are so good, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of video game soundtracks are really, really good. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. such great, like, epic sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. But yeah, yeah the, the soundtrack to that movie was fantastic. Oh yeah, that cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Malia J is amazing. Yeah, I have it on my phone. I've like listen to that on repeat after I watched Black Widow and I was yep. like this is so good because I'm not even a big fan of that song right uh, it's kind of annoying yeah. at some yeah. points right mm-hmm. but damn that was a good cover oh I listened to it before I watched Black Widow and I was like obsessed with it because mm-hmm. I seen it going around on TikTok and I was like what is this song fucking loved it with her <sighs> and Yelena Yes. I want to see more of Yelena. Have you watched Hawkeye yet? Yes, and her with Kate. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. <laughs> oh, the the friggin' macaroni and cheese scene in you her want apartment. Some macaroni? Yes, and she's just you just have one short Kate Bishop. Oh god, I fucking love her. I want her and Kate Bishop to have like a buddy cop falcon and winter soldier-esque oh show yeah that'd be hilarious and clint, and clint just like looking on disapprovingly yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's just like the grandpa yeah the group yeah he's like i'm too old for this shit i should have stretched <laughs> <laughs> clint has some good one-liners he really does yes like the yeah, especially the stretched <laughs> yes and kate bishop is just like she's like the human equivalent of like a golden retriever she is the peter parker to the tony stark is how i equivocate their relationship because you know like peter was trying to impress tony and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and she's trying to impress hawkeye so like it's the same yeah. dynamic that i get from them yeah she's just like so happy-go-lucky kind of like has not been tainted by the world mm-hmm. yet when you put her next to Yelena though yeah like compared to her she's just so like bubbly compared yeah. to her and if you put them next to each other and had them like go on missions together that it would be hilarious oh yeah I could rewatch that scene where they're eating the macaroni and cheese I see over there's, and over. It's hilarious. there's a video on uh YouTube and it's like five minutes of Yelena and Kate being like a comedy duo or something. Um, yeah. Let me send it to you. I've watched that video so many times because she's like, I'm here with somebody who made, sounds like she made some really good macaroni. <laughs> 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 and it's like, oh, that's loud. 
uh yeah i'll send it to you yeah and just the fact that she's like when she punches her she's like you hit me (laughs) (laughs) and presses all the buttons in the elevator no don't do that (laughs) (laughs) why did you do that yeah it's like i'm here to kill barton it's like how do you know what floor he's on ding 12 Oh. I think that kind of makes up for the fact that they killed Black Widow. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I she did deserve her hero death, right? Like, if they... Yes. The, the fact that they were going to kill her off, mm-hmm. I'm glad they did it in a way that gave her such, like, a heroic death. Mm-hmm. And then gave it to, with, like, the sadness of her and Clint and how they had that such a, like, a brother-sister type of relationship mm-hmm. too right and but like god damn it oh, right? when I seen that scene in theater because I went to premiere weekend of Endgame and Infinity War because I'm a crazy person um <laughs> I bawled in the theater at that scene I wouldn't have been able to handle it in the theater oh I cried like the opening scene of endgame when you see clint with his family mm-hmm. and then all one by one like they all disappear i cried and i was like oh this is not good making me cry within the first five minutes of this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like this is how it's gonna go away eh? oh when they killed loki off in the first oh. like 10 to 15 minutes of endgame uh, i was War, so yeah. pissed off yeah Wait, uh, infin- was it Infinity War? Infinity War, they killed off Loki, yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought it was Endgame. No, Endgame's the one where Tony dies at the end. Yeah, but I thought they killed Loki in the first of Endgame. No, because Infinity War picks up where Thor Ragnarok left off, where they're on the ship to go find somewhere to be Asgard, and they get taken over by Thanos' ship in the post credit scene. Yeah. And then Infinity War starts, and they're on the ship, and the dude's like, hear me and rejoice, for you have found refuge in Thanos, our savior. And then Loki tries to, like, be sneaky, and Thanos snaps his neck. And I cried in the theater for that. Jeez. I swear I thought he died at the beginning of Endgame. And that's because I, I took a break from Marvel. I got pissed off mm-hmm. with it for a bit. And then I didn't watch it for a bit. And then I binge watched everything. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, I can't remember when stuff happens. Because mm-hmm. I just binge it all, like, at once. Mm-hmm. So I finished, like, Infinity War and then immediately started Endgame right after it. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what happened in which part at that point. Well, I can tell but you I also watched... in which part. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also watched... Uh, the Spider-Man's out of order of Infinity mm-hmm. War and Endgame and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides the newest Spider-Man, I haven't seen that yet. No, I haven't seen that. I was supposed to go premiere night, but then, you know, COVID and theaters kind of shut down. So they, mm-hmm. they didn't shut down. They reduced their seating. So Cineplex refunded myself and my friends all of our tickets. And like, we couldn't find a time to go before I went to Ontario. So I do need to watch it. I've been mm-hmm. avoiding spoilers really hard. It's been really hard for the past, like, three months to stay off and try and avoid them. Yeah. yeah. I only really know one thing that happens in it. Mm-hmm. And it's only just the 
not even a spoiler about what happens, but like actors in it. Yeah. Which I won't say. No. Because I don't even, I, I avoided all of that stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I only know what I know based off the trailer. I did watch, and I haven't watched Doctor Strange, the first one yet. You have wa- watched Doctor Strange. I know, that's on my list. I'm going to watch it the weekend. Good. I watched the first Doctor Strange trailer and the, the one for the new one coming, for the mm-hmm. multiverse one. So I'm going to watch the first Doctor Strange over the weekend. Good. And I, because I really want to see the new Doctor Strange as well mm-hmm. coming. So I'm catching up on all the Marvel I have missed as well. Because there's only a few that I haven't seen now. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange is one of them. I love Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So good. So, do you, have, <laughs> do you have another fan fiction to, to tickle us with? I do. And this one is called Bug Gangs and Beers, among other birthday things. Mm-hmm. And it's by Kesa Diachik. Good name. So, it's a great name. So the summary is crack fic of what I think would happen if the Avengers tried to throw a birthday party. Slight mention of alcohol. All right. So Tony Stark groaned and rolled over in bed. Today was not a good day. He looked over and found the bed empty. Pepper must have left, must have already left. Fry, what time it is? It's 9.06 a.m. on Thursday, July 19th. The AI answered. July 19th? Tony jumped out of bed and grabbed a robe. He got in the elevator and went to the common room where he found all the Avengers eating breakfast. Guys, he shouted, I need help. The great Tony Stark needs help. Am I dreaming? Clint joked. (laughs) Uh Aha. Very funny. It's Peter's birthday today and I need help. What do you need help with? Steve asked. I want to throw him a surprise party. Seems a bit generic, don't you think? Stephen Strange piped up from the couch. Peter said he's never had a birthday, a big party before because he could never afford it. I want to give him that chance. I found that really sweet. And then, of course, that's really sweet, Tony. Bruce smiled. Sure, I'll help. Me too. Sure, I'm down. I too would like to celebrate the Man of Spiders. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Thor? That's Thor. Yes. I've got Thor. And, and that reminded the me. The man of spiders. The girl I follow on TikTok, she's at female Peter Parker. That's what her mm-hmm. Thor says, refers to him as man of spiders. So I just, <laughs> I, I heard that in her voice. I too would like to celebrate the man of spiders. The man of spiders. Yeah, great. Tony clapped his hand together. First things first, I want Scott to go and keep Peter occupied for a couple of hours. Why me? Scott asked midway through a donut. Because Peter really likes you. Something about the bug gang. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's our club. Natasha is part of it, too. No, I'm not. (laughs) Me and Peter are part of it, Scott corrected himself. I'll go find him. Once Scott had left, Tony turned to the rest of his teammates. Clint, your wife tells me you're a master party planner. What should we do? Clint threw his hands up for dramatic defect. Archery. Archery (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) archery everywhere peter doesn't like archery well maybe if he had an archery themed party he would learn to like it (laughs) is that what happened to hawkeye that's how he became an archer maybe archery themed birthday party yeah that's the dumbest idea i've ever heard (laughs) clint stormed off mumbling something about hypocrisy (laughs) 
Tony rubbed his temple. Nat, you'll be in charge of decorations. Anything spider or Star Wars should work. <laughs> spider or Star Wars. Yes. It's all Peter Parker likes. Exactly. <laughs> Nat nodded on it. I have a stash of spider themed things in my room. What? What? I didn't say anything. <laughs> learn one other thing about him right (laughs) tony turned to dr strange your entertainment i'm not a walmart magician stark i'm a master of (laughs) mystic arts (laughs) (laughs) so so this person's tony stark yeah this person writes tony stark sounds like they're writing him as really cheap yeah right <laughs> which i really enjoy i enjoy it but cheap also, tony i can totally see tony assuming that uh dr strange knows how to do like basic magic tricks let's be honest yeah he's like uh, i'll get you a deck of cards and a top hat yeah you're set right <laughs> yeah have you got anything better to do no good now pull a bunny out of a hat <laughs> <laughs> the genius shoot him away <laughs> What should I do, Tony? Steve asks. I want you and Bucky to make the cake. What flavor? Um, you decide. Can we do strawberry, Bucky asked, hopefully. Steve pat a hand on his friend's shoulder. Buck, I've told you, no one likes strawberry. (laughs) Don't do that to Bucky. (laughs) He's been in and out of a freezer for this many years. Let the man have strawberry cake. Let the man have strawberry cake. I guess that's like a canonical thing or canon thing. That Bucky really likes strawberry flavored stuff. I don't know. It's never been addressed, but anyways, I know he likes plums. Yeah. The pair went into the kitchen to start baking. Now there was just one important thing left, Tony remembered. Sam, I want you to go into the garage and find the box of presents. If you touch anything other than the boxes, I will have the Hulk throw a refrigerator on your head. (laughs) Where's Bruce in all this? He, I don't know where he's got, I don't know what he's got to do. <laughs> he's still holding the refrigerator, just yes. waiting. Yeah. Sam pondered this for a moment. Can I touch the floor? What? Yes, you can touch the floor. <laughs> can I touch the air? He asked again. <laughs> Tony died a little inside. <laughs> Bruce, go get the boxes and a refrigerator. Has anyone seen Thor? And there's like X's to indicate a passage of time. I quit, Clint shouted. He threw his decorations down and jumped on the couch. What is it this time, Tony asked. Nat keeps throwing down my decorations. For the last time, Natasha emerged from the other room. He does not want arrows as party decorations. (laughs) (laughs) I like this Hawkeye is just completely obsessed with archery and that's the only thing he likes i love that too that's like his personality trait (laughs) all he likes is archery yeah and that's it yeah tony sighed for the hundredth time that day clint you're fired (laughs) good i'm going to go taste the cake the archer ran off to the kitchen just as strange came up the stairs i know what we're doing for entertainment the doctor announced finally someone is doing their jobs what are we doing we are going to sit down and watch Star Wars. Boo, you stink, Sam called out. <laughs> Why don't you just conjure up a demon and fight it? Teenage boys love that, right? Tony suggested. 
Yeah, I remember, you know, you know, high school parties. There was always a demon conjured up. Yeah, I remember that to the one high school party I went to, there was definitely a demon there. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. definitely demon. Yeah. I wouldn't know Nat commented. <laughs> I don't know why she's commenting, but all right. <laughs> Strange rubbed his forehead. I can't conjure up a demon. Why not? The billionaire asked. Um, it's a demon. And it would drool all over your carpet. Tony shook his head. Nope, that carpet is worth more than your life. Star Wars it is. <laughs> Suddenly, Tony's phone went off. It was a text from Scott. And this is Scott's name in Tony's phone, which I think it is just Chef Kiss. His name oh. is I Am Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so this is text now between tony and um and and i am ant-man and i am (laughs) ant-man he's been talking to a girl named mj for an hour how much longer and this is tony's name is you know who i am (laughs) i think we're almost done let me check we're almost done right tony asks his teammates we are not almost done steve called from the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) So then it's, you know who I am, just a little longer. I'm Ant-Man. Okay, hurry up. All this girl talk is making me lonely. (laughs) We have a problem, Bucky said glumly. We burnt the cake. (laughs) Son of a, Tony swore. Then he got an idea. Vision, can you bake? Vision came through the wall into the common room. I can pull up a recipe on my database, but I doubt I would be much. Before he could finish, Tony grabbed his arm and threw him inside the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but more important question can vision get baked oh just question well, 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 well. <laughs> tony bruce called what is it now bruce i found the presents but i think you made a mistake i don't make mistakes <laughs> <laughs> this bag has a key to a ferrari yeah stop snooping around the presents All I got for my birthday was socks, Bruce grumbled. (laughs) (laughs) He was interrupted by a booming voice. What is going on, Stark? Thor asked from the doorway. He was holding a cartload of beer and a bunch of plastics cups. (laughs) (laughs) Thor, where have you been and why do you have so much beer? Thor set the drinks on the counter with a boom. On Asgard, it is tradition to celebrate every birthday with a drinking competition. I hope I have brought enough. Thor, the kid is turning 16. I don't see the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Just put them in the mini freezer, Tony sighed. Rogers, how's the cake? Edible, Steve shouted back. Good (laughs) enough. Sir, Mr. Lang and Mini Boss are outside the building, Friday alerted them. Thanks, Fry. Places, everyone. Wait, Friday calls Peter mini-boss? She just calls me Capsicle. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone scrambled to find a hiding spot except for Thor. Thor, Clint hissed. Get behind the couch. Mid-guardians are so weird, the god mumbled as he crouched down. Stop pushing me, Sam Whisper shouted. There's not a lot of places to hide, Sam, Bucky whispered back. (laughs) elevator beeped and scott emerged with peter behind him why is it so dark peter asked friday turned on the lights and all the avengers jumped out from their hiding spots surprise surprised you are surprised that one was thor (laughs) (laughs) of course you are surprised man of spiders 
Peter looked around. Yes, you are surprised, man of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Peter looked around at all the decorations. There was so much thought put into everything. It looked just like a Spider-Man themed party. <laughs> Tony, Definitely not archery themed party. No Spider-Man themed. Because that's his one character trait. <laughs> Tony clapped his mentee on the back. Do you like it? Yes, Peter answered. I've never seen anything like it. But, but, what's but? My birthday is August 19th, not July 19th. <laughs> That's why it's a surprise. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> oh. oh, well, those Avengers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the most unrealistic thing is that Tony didn't pay everybody else to do anything. Yes. I'm pretty sure he just, he should have just like put off a big gala mm-hmm. and, you know, paid people to do things. Yes. I agree. Like he was involved in making, like, <laughs> telling people to do things? That doesn't sound like something that Tony would do. No, I think Tony, I think what would happen is Tony would get frustrated with everybody not doing it. He would just be like, you know what, I'm going to do this myself. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, I'm going to build a robot that does everything for me. Yes. Right? So that you, I don't have to tell any of you to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Men of spiders. Men of spiders. <laughs> you are surprised. You are surprised, man of spiders. <laughs> okay, I have one. Mm-hmm. It's called Bigger, and it's by Bombshell1701. Mm-hmm. And it is rated M. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. But there's no, it's not slash, it's not sex or nothing in there like that right mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's not true brown it's just because there there are some some jokes there's some humor mm-hmm. some adult material okay okay so the description is quite vague mm-hmm. it says tony has a question about the super soldier and that's it okay any any thoughts first um but what this could be about any predictions um no (laughs) i don't think it's safe to question anything yet predict anything okay i have have no questions continue (laughs) okay this one starts with bruce looked at him calmly there's something fundamentally wrong with you stark and we've all (laughs) thought this at one point i'm pretty sure oh yes 100 percent Oh, come on. Admit it. You've wondered, Tony said hotly. Bruce raised his eyebrows and shook his head. Tony looked across at Clint. Tell me you haven't thought about it, he demanded. (laughs) Clint's eyes narrowed. I generally try not to think about my co-worker's junk, actually. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is about a certain super soldier and his junk. A super soldier and his super soldier. (laughs) Or maybe it's not so super. (gasps) He's got a micro penis. It may not. It may be. It's only two inches when flaccid. (laughs) (laughs) But seven when erect. (laughs) Am I the asshole? Who knows? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's a callback. Was that Am I the Asshole about Tony? Did he write that? 
No, this is about a super soldier's penis. Is yeah, but, Tony a super soldier? No, but no. did Tony write the am I the asshole for making fun of my boyfriend's penis? Fair enough, but this is not actually... No one's romantically involved in this. Are we sure? I'm sure. Okay. I've read this. Okay. <laughs> Before I added it to the list, I read it. Okay. Okay. Rachel. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> taking it back from the top. <clears throat> Go. Okay. Clint's eyes narrowed. I generally try not to think about my coworkers' junk, actually. <laughs> Where's the scientific curiosity? Tony cried, looking around at his fellow Avengers. They take a guy who is five foot five, weighs a hundred pounds tops, and they make him into Captain America, six foot something, two hundred pounds of pure muscle, less than ten percent body fat. So Tony gestured down toward his hips. What happened to that? <laughs> I mean, did it get bigger? To stay in proportion to the rest of him? Or did it stay the same size he was? <laughs> he laughed to himself. That would be awkward. Can you imagine the look on the face of any woman who gets him naked? <laughs> and as I was reading this, I thought, wow, it's something I haven't thought about. It is. I mean. Right? I have, because we I have watched the movie. Though. And we thought, oh, look how much bigger he got. Did we think about that? Yes. You did? I didn't, because <laughs> I'm really not that attractive to Chris Evans. I'm very I'm a attracted. Bucky fan. I'm very attracted to Chris Evans. Like I'm a Bucky it. fan. I'm a Bucky oh, fan. I'm, I'm a Bucky not really fan into blondes. Too. I'm a Bucky fan too, but it's just like, mm, give me that. I thought about that. I was like, I wonder. I mean, like, sure, but like I'm not I'm not really into blondes. Hmm. Dark hair, dark eyes, my thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, back to the fiction. <laughs> the other men in the room looked at him like he was horribly insane. <laughs> Natasha rolled her eyes. Well, I guess you have to think about it like this, she chimed in. To make his muscles... His muscles. His muscles. <laughs> <laughs> to make his muscles and tissues bigger. He was directly injected all over his body with... Erkskin, Erkskin, how do you say Erskine's. that? Erkskine's super Erskine. soldier serum, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone nodded thoughtfully. Well, that would mean if his organ also got bigger <laughs> to be in proportion with his new body, he would have had to have that serum injected into his penis. Mm. She rationalized. Mm. All three men squirmed uncomfortably in their chairs. <laughs> Well, can you imagine, she elaborated, a whole bunch of micro-injections into an incredibly sensitive area. Must have been excruciating. But That's he must have had them, so right? Maybe we should ask him. Hey, Steve, tell us about having injections in your dick. Did it hurt? Did you throw up? <laughs> <laughs> I love Natasha. Oh, so good. Clint leaned forward on the table and took a deep, slow breath. Ruth swallowed nervously. Tony wiped off the sweat that had suddenly sprung up on his top lip. <laughs> Natasha wasn't quite finished making them suffer. Imagine having needles stuck into your wang for your country. That's patriotism. It's <laughs> quite a good, quite a good Natasha writing oh, here. That's great. That's great. <laughs> okay, stop now, Clint said flatly. 
Bruce's right eye was twitching. Seriously, you need to stop. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. So, so sorry. Uh, Tony's muttered, his face blank. Natasha leaned back, satisfied. The door to the briefing room opened and Steve walked in. <laughs> he slowed as he looked around the table, taking in his teammates' stunned expressions. What's wrong? He shifted nervously when he noticed that all eyes were on his groin area. <laughs> You are a brave son of a bitch, Tony breathed. I know I never say it, but you amaze me in every way. <laughs> uh, okay, thanks, Tony, Steve said uncertainly. Steve looked at Natasha. She shrugged. The end. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I have expected it to end with him walking in and Tony being like, all right, Rogers, drop him. <laughs> I think Natasha fixed that. She's all like, think about all the needles they must have poked into his dick. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That was by Bombshell1701. And I think they wrote a pretty good Natasha. Oh, they wrote an excellent Natasha. That was great. Mm. That was beautiful on so many levels. I also, this also then made me think of what happens to poor Bruce Banner when he hulks up. Like, think about his junk. I feel like you stopped breathing there for a second. I did. (laughs) Think about the fucking size of him. I just stopped because I've never thought about that. And now I'm thinking about it. And I'm I'm really scared if we had not turned on like the settings to make sure we weren't looking for smut. (laughs) When we were looking for these fan fictions, my eyes might have been, I might have had to claw my own fucking eyes out. If I had seen some of the Hulk fan fictions, like Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Dear sweet Lord. I don't have any words for that. I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, there's some horrifying shit out there. Yeah. Yup. I guess. So, wait, hang on. Hang you, on. You want to talk more about that, Rachel? No, I'm just, hang on. I have a thought. <laughs> okay. So. Bucky got the serum as well. Yeah, like discount serum. But he wasn't like five foot five hundred pounds. He was like Bucky. When but I don't did. think he got any bigger. No, but like would the serum affect his performance? Because you know steroids affects performance. Okay. <laughs> so if we look at it from like a physical endurance standpoint, yeah, you think about it from like the scenes of like Steve running laps. Mm-hmm. Like you remember, like the scene of him running laps with like Sam. Yeah, he's like running laps and lapping him and going like, on, your, on your left, on your left, right? Yeah, yeah. So you look at his endurance and his physical ability compared to like Sam as a human mm-hmm. who had none of that enhancement. Mm-hmm. I assume the same thing would happen with other physical activities. 
<laughs> yeah, it's Rachel. <laughs> now, is, but is Bucky as strong as Steve? Yes, he is. But it, are we sure? Yes. Because he didn't he have, like, not the same serum? Because they tried to, like, Hydra didn't make the same shit? Well, I think... I thought he got, like, discount serum. He got some form of the serum, but he is as strong as Steve. I thought he wasn't as strong. Like, his serum wasn't as good, but, like, he kind of made up for it with, like, metal arm thing. Yeah, no, I think they're the same strength. Um, the metal arm does kind of give him a bit of an advantage, especially when he's doing, like, the knife fight in Winter Soldier. Because mm-hmm. he can put more force into the metal arm because, you know, it's a machine and you can, like a car, you hit the gas, it accelerates. So, like, he shoves his mm-hmm. arm and accelerates, you know? Yeah. Um, I think they do have the same strength. It's just, I don't know what really the side effect, because it's never really discussed what serum Bucky got. You know, they're just kind of like, he got the serum. But it's not discussed. I just like... Google it. I just Googled it. Okay. And uh, the first thing that pops up is on Quora. And it says that he's not as strong as Steve. But, okay. you know, who who knows? Who's mm-hmm. answering that question? Yeah. They say he's not. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I don't know. So what, I think what, about what's, it this What's that way? based on? Where's the that, evidence? Yeah. We got to run a study. But okay. But anyways, I think it's based. I compare it to what we something. need is Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan here, so we can put them through some trials. Oh, we'll put them through all Wait. the trials. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, you gotta like pretend to not be so creepy. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Be less creepy until we get them here. You know, I can't be less creepy. No, I have to get all my creep out until, and then we get them here, so I can be a normal human being. (laughs) But so what I I compare it to, like, so um, this was an observation I read from Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Where whenever Steve would throw the shield, Bucky had to catch it with his metal arm. Okay. Because if he tried to catch it with his regular arm, I'm pretty sure like Steve would break off his regular arm and it would just go flying, you know? Um, but when John Walker throws the shield, Bucky can catch it with his regular arm because Walker, obviously Walker's not a super soldier and he's not as strong and it doesn't look like it's putting as much like um, force into him when he catches it you know yeah that's kind of what i and then like him and sam play catch yeah field in same thing like he catches it with his i think he catches it with his non-metal arm as well but also he's right-handed and the metal arm is his left hand yeah and he kind of does like talk about that too in the will like the falcon and winter soldier because like sam is like why do you do stuff with your non-metal arm? And he's like, I kind of forget about it sometimes. Like, I'm right-handed, so I don't <laughs> always think about it. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Maybe also, is- you know, Steve is an asshole because he decided to fuck off and leave Bucky. 
We're not going to get on this tangent again because we know how I feel about it. Yeah. But Steve is an asshole. He abandoned his best friend. His spent a whole time. The end of the line. And to the end of the line. We're awesome. We're best friends. You know who wouldn't do that? Sam. Yeah. You know who also wouldn't do that? Either of us, Rachel. I wouldn't yeah. be like, yeah, Rachel, we're best friends. And then be like, you know who what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, fuck you, Rachel, and go do something else. No. I know. It's like, like mm-hmm. it's like I'm gonna. I met this person for five days, Melanie, and like I know we've been friends for like ten years now. But I'm sorry, I'm gonna leave you for this person, and we're gonna start a new podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not gonna do it. Yeah, Rachel. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start a podcast with uh, Lula Madison because she, I, she wrote that Penguin fanfic, and I literally <laughs> liked it. And now we're gonna make a Penguins and Loki podcast and. <laughs> I just I just read a fanfic she wrote, but you know what? Fuck you, Rachel. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. I feel that. like we have better chemistry than you and her. So, yeah, <laughs> not gonna do that. No, not gonna do that. But but Steve did because mm-hmm. he's an asshole and he's a fucking hypocrite. He is a hypocrite. Yeah, that makes him less attractive for me that he did that. That makes me extremely dislike him. Like yeah. I went through. Like, I liked, I liked him. I no longer like him. And you know what? I might have actually been attracted to him. That might be the reason I don't think he's attractive anymore. And Chris Evans, too. (laughs) Yeah. I think might have just ruined it completely. Because he, like, he betrayed his best friend for a woman he met for five days. Mm -hmm. And was like, you know what? I want my happy ending. And I know we're finally together and we can be together and be friends and go through this crazy modern life together Bucky but nah because mm-hmm. I lean toward more of demisexual mm-hmm. so I need more of like a actual like connection before I really have any r- real attraction mm-hmm. so if like I think that's where it ended he was mm-hmm. like fuck you Bucky and I was like oh, it's all gone I also no more attraction it's gone you identified as more demisexual uh, it's more of something I figured out. It took a oh, long time to figure it out. Okay. I just kind of thought I mostly just didn't like humans <laughs> in general. I was just like, oh yeah, I really just don't connect with most people. Mm-hmm. But it's more like I figured out I more just kind of need to have like a good kind of rapport with people mm-hmm. before I can actually have a like actual attraction. Interesting. That's yeah. why I find I can actually find like characters or mm-hmm. actors or something like more attractive, like mm-hmm. people that I've kind of you watch and you kind of learn about mm-hmm. more attractive than like people I meet, mm-hmm. unless I'm actually like build a friendship with first mm-hmm. and then I can actually be attracted to them. But I usually don't see someone and just go like, oh yeah, he's attractive. Like, have an attraction to him. I can be like, yeah, he's aesthetically attractive, mm-hmm. but don't really feel sexually attracted to him. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm it's just more like, like, I didn't have a so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it has nothing to do with being horny or not. <laughs> I know, but I'm just like, I, I could see people and be like, yeah, you're hot. And oh, yeah, yeah. I can be like, yes, you. you're definitely aesthetically. Yeah. Yeah. 
But my thing is, I don't need to have that connection before I have sex with somebody. Like, I've had sex with guys. I don't even know their names. <laughs> yeah, the name isn't the problem. No. It's when they open their mouth, they lose all the <laughs> yes. lose all interest. You know, and, like, I... It's the same thing, like, I look at, like, male actors and female actors, and I'll be like, yeah, you're, like, you're sexy, and then people will be like, are you bisexual? I'm like, no, I'm just comfortable with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. And if that makes me bisexual, then I guess I'm bisexual world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, there, Jenna Marbles had that one. She's like, uh, what was she saying? Remember that video she had? She was like, I can't tell if I want to be you or be on oh, you. Oh, yeah. I want to be her. <laughs> I want to be in her. Be her or be on her. Yes. Be, that's the thing. I can't tell if I want to be her or be on you. Yeah. <laughs> Just women are pretty and they smell nice. Yes. And I feel like women are just more like also more open to being like appreciative of how women look anyway. Yes, I agree. Whether or not they actually swing that way. Mm -hmm. And just comfortable being able to comment on that and all that. Yep. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. So we're we're going so far off topic. (laughs) Where is the topic? What is the topic? I have a fan fiction for you. <laughs> okay, what is this fan fiction? The title is Spider-Man has allergies? Question mark. Does he? Question mark. It's by Starry Night 09. Mhm. There is no summer. I really hope oh god, I really hope that's not their birth year. <sighs> Don't. No. Why would you do that? Because I want to crush your dreams and your oh, hopes, Rachel. Intensifies. <laughs> I can feel my gray hairs. <laughs> I'm not joking. I ha- I do have gray hairs. I found them. I dye over my hair so much I wouldn't even know. Yeah, I when I, I could be all for a while without dyeing my hair, I see them. They're like right at my roots. Anyways, the fan fiction. <laughs> right on top on topic. Stay mm-hmm. on track. No mm-hmm. tangents. No tangents. Peter's here. Pepper called up to him from downstairs. Tony finished putting his laundry away. He'd become so domesticated ever since Morgan was born, and he complained about it even though he secretly loved it. His family was the most important thing to him now. He smiled at that thought. If the Tony from 20 years ago could see him now. Do you want some pasta, honey? Tony heard Pepper ask as he made his way down the stairs. I just finished and there's plenty left over. Um, maybe just a little. Ned and I had lunch before I left, Peter answered, and there was something about his voice that made Tony frown. Hey, kid, he greeted as soon as he came into the kitchen and found a seat next to Peter at the counter. Hey, Tony, Peter responded, and again there was something off about the way he sounded. Pepper finished dishing up the pasta for Peter and slid a full plate across the counter to him. Thanks, Peter said, always with the perfect manners. Thank God Morgan was picking up on some of that. That the the, the oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The instant the thought passed through his mind, he felt bad. Peter's aunt had died in a car accident in the intervening five years between the snap and its reversal, and of course Tony had taken him in. But improving Morgan's manners definitely wasn't worth the loss of his kid's mother figure. I'm assuming this was written like. AU where Tony didn't die after Endgame. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's, May. So, like, how how old is Morgan? Did they say in that? No, they didn't say. Um, Are you hungry? Pepper asked him as he watched Peter dig into his pasta. When he looked over at her, she arched an eyebrow at him, so he knew the question had only been a courtesy. I'm starving, he nodded. It wasn't a lie. He'd only had coffee for breakfast. Um, Where's Morgan? Peter asked Tony. And Peter asked, and Tony finally put up his finger on what was wrong with the kid's voice. It sounded nasally. She spent the night at a friend's house. Tony's going to pick her up this afternoon, Pepper said. Wow, that's... Peter let whatever he was going to <laughs> Please continue. That's what Tony asked. Right? I mean, I always thought you were kind of a helicopter dad. <laughs> Tony raised his eyebrows at him. So that must be hard for you, Peter Fish. I'm not going to do that the whole story. No. I just wanted to see. <laughs> no, Please it's... go on. <laughs> no, it's fine, he denied, and Pepper snorted as she handed his plate of pasta to him. Peter didn't need to know the details of the hours-long discussion they had before agreeing to let Morgan stay overnight at her friend's house, Pepper being for it and Tony being adamantly against it. Peter smirked and went back to eating. Tony took a few bites of his food, but side-eyed the kid, trying to figure out way something wasn't right about the way he sounded. Had he broken his nose and it had healed wrong? It looked fine. Peter finished his plate of pasta in record time. Thanks, Pepper, he said as he got up to rinse his plate and put it in the dishwasher. Tony took another bite of his own food as his eyes narrowed. Peter's sentence had come out sounding more like, Thanks, Pepper. Thanks, Pepper. Thanks, Pepper. He's German. Thanks, Pepper. <laughs> You're welcome, Pepper said automatically, but then shot a look over it. She'd obviously caught on to Peter's weird voice. And he gave her a subtle nod. What are you doing? What? You're like moving around. No. Oh, yes, you are. It's like. <laughs> oh, of course not. <laughs> I, was, I was plugging my phone in. Okay. Okay. Is it better now? It's better, yeah. Um, so, Pete, he said as he finished his own meal, what's new with you? Nothing much, Peter shrugged. Ned got a new pet. Uh-huh, Tony frowned at him. Why do you sound like your nose is broken? Peter rolled his eyes and started walking away towards the couch. The couch. It's not. I'm fine. Even though it came out sounding like, it's knob. I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> Tony put his plate in the dishwasher and followed Peter to the couch. Okay, then, if your nose isn't broken, why do you sound all weird? Allergies, Peter answered as he flicked through the different channels on the TV. You, Tony asked sarcastically, have allergies? Apparently, (laughs) Peter shrugged unaffected. Even with your spider powers? Apparently, Peter repeated. Seems a little odd, Tony opinioned. Are you sure you're not sick? Peter shook his head and denied, I'm not sick. How do you know? I think I would know, Peter said, Archie and eyebrow at him. Like, I feel bad and I don't, so it must be allergies. Uh-huh, Tony nodded, sure, you're not sick. Nothing's wrong, you just have allergies you've never had before. I haven't been sick since the spider bite either, so why would it make any more sense? 
The kid had a point. After coming back from the snap, he'd lived with them for almost a year, and he'd never gotten sick. Although that could have been luck. Now that he'd gone off to college and lived with Ned, Tony worried. Okay, so you sound like your nose is broken because of allergies. He still couldn't bring <laughs> himself to believe it. <laughs> That's what I said, Peter huffed. You sure you don't want to get some rest? Or I could get you a juice box, he offered. <laughs> I'm not sick, Peter protested. What about a Capri Sun? <laughs> All right, whatever you say. Tony let it go, but watched Peter like a hawk for the rest of the weekend. But Peter never gave him any indication that something was wrong. So there's a page break, passage of time. Tony, Peter yelled. Tony jerked his head up and smacked it on the bottom of Morgan's bunk bed that he was in the middle of putting together. <laughs> he brought... <laughs> he rubbed his scalp and brought his hand away looking at it. No blood. Well, at least he hadn't cracked his head open. Also, is it weird that he keeps calling him Tony? It is weird instead of calling him Mr. Stark. Right? Because uh, I just remember the, you know, mm-hmm. the death scene. The Mr. Stark? Mr. Stark? Mr. Stark? Mr. Stark, I don't want to go. Yeah, I find it weird that he yeah. kept calling him Tony instead of Mr. Stark. Um, Tony, Peter called out again. Up here, he answered. What are you doing? Peter asked a moment later in the doorway. Trying to put this bed together, Tony complained. Looks easy, Peter laughed. It's not, Tony said, dragging himself out from under the bottom bunk. Need help, Peter offered. Tony narrowed his eyes at him. The kid's question had come out like, need help? <laughs> the author's spelling these out just to let you know. <laughs> I would expect no less. Yeah. Are you still sick, he asked. What? Peter frowned. No, I was never sick in the first place. I told you it was allergies last weekend. And what, it's still allergies, Tony asked skeptically as he stood and brushed the dust off his clothes. Yeah, Peter answered as if it was obvious. How the hell does Spider-Man have allergies? (laughs) What is he allergic to? That is the question. No clue, Peter shrugged. I used to have asthma and be deathly allergic to peanuts before the spider bite. But ever since I got my powers, I've never needed my inhaler and I eat peanut butter all the time without any problem. It's so good. What? All of this was news to him. Yeah, didn't you know that? No, how would I have known that? Peter shrugged. I don't know. You always say you know everything, so I just assumed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a smartass, Tony. (laughs) As he reached out to press a palm against Peter's forehead, still not believing all this allergy talk, Peter immediately jerked away. I'm not sick. He insisted, sounding annoyed. Well, he wasn't warm at least, so whatever it was, it wasn't serious enough to give him a fever. Hmm, so if it's allergies, why haven't you taken anything for it? I did. I tried Zartec, but that was useless with my metabolism and the same thing with Flonase. Ah, true. Tony hadn't considered that. Hmm. And you sure they're not working because you're actually sick? Peter rolled his eyes. I'm sure, Dad. (laughs) Peter said the last part sarcastically, but Tony's heart still warmed. Peter Peter only ever called him that in jest or when he was being sarcastic, but Tony appreciated it every time all the same. Okay, son, Tony ruffled Peter's Peter's hair, but if this doesn't get any better, I'm calling Bruce. He's not that kind of doctor. He's not, but apparently (laughs) in this case he is. (laughs) 
<laughs> You'd be better off calling Doctor Strange. Yes, he's an actual doctor. Yes. Hey, Toby. <laughs> oh, sorry, I missed a part. Hang on. God, you're so extra. <laughs> you complained, but Tony can see you was smiling. <laughs> Tony smiled, maybe. Now, do you want to go to the garage and work on those suit upgrades I was talking about? Um, duh. Do you even have to ask? Tony shook his head, equally annoyed and amused in the only way Peter could make them, but they headed down to the workshop. And the rest of the weekend, Tony didn't notice any red flags besides the congestion causing Peter's voice to go all wonky, so he didn't say anything. Line, passage of time. Hey, Toby. (laughs) (laughs) Peter's voice rang throughout the cabin from downstairs two weeks later. Tony met Pepper's eyes across the bedroom, and they both raised their eyebrows at each other at the obvious persistent voice issue. I'm upstairs, he called out. This has gone on long enough, Pepper whispered to him, aware of Peter's super hearing. Figure it out. Already on it, boss, he said, and walked out of the room, meeting Peter in the hallway at the top of the stairs. What's up, kid? He asked as he studied him for any sign of illness. Peter's eyes were bloodshot, and his nose was red with a darkened line across the bridge of it, something he'd never seen on him before, but otherwise he looked okay. Nothing, Peter shrugged, as everything was all hunky-dory, even as he reached up to swipe at his nose. Nothing, Tony repeated skeptically. Yeah, why? Peter's brow furrowed. Because you look like an extra for a zombie movie, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I do, he sniffed. Yep, I'm calling Bruce, he said, already pulling out his phone to text his friend. No, Peter protested, snatching the phone out of his hand. Hey, Tony warned, give that back. You remember our deal? I told you two weeks ago that if this didn't get better, we were getting Bruce involved. I never agreed to that. Well, too bad, because this looks like it's getting worse and you haven't said a thing about it. Because I'm fine. It's just allergies. (laughs) Give me my phone, Tony ordered as he held out his hand expectantly. Peter eyed it for a moment, and Tony lifted his eyebrows, daring Peter to test him, before Peter sighed and slapped the phone back in his hand. Fine, but if you do call him and make him come all this way, you'll be wasting his time because he's just going to tell you the exact same thing I've been saying. Yeah, we'll see, Tony said doubtfully, already typing out a message to his friend. Bruce was nothing if not prompt. He responded less than a minute later. He's on his way over. Tony held up the phone screen for Peter to see, but his kid just rolled his eyes and pushed past him. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be in my room if you need me. Resting? That's a good idea. You should rest. No, doing homework, not resting, because I'm not sick. It's allergies. (laughs) I just picture it with with the... Like nasal, like the stuffed nose. I'll be in my womb. <laughs> I'll be in my womb if you need me. I'll be in my room. <laughs> my womb. My womb. <laughs> Tony hummed in disbelief, but let Peter go, wincing as he slammed his door shut behind him. Pepper peeked her head out of their bedroom. What did you do? Nothing. Okay. He held up his hands innocently. Bruce is on his way over. Pepper smiled. Ah, good. He nodded. Now you just need to wait for his friend to tell him he was right, and then they could finally fix his stubborn kid. A passage of time. He wasn't right. He's not sick, Bruce asked. Oh, Bruce said. What? He asked in shock. I told you, Peter said, and way too happy about it. Then what is it? Tony looked down at where his kid sat smugly on the couch. It looks like allergies, Bruce shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> Tony blinked as Peter barked out a laugh. Ha, that's what I kept saying and he wouldn't believe me. 
Uh, didn't you used to be allergic to everything under the sun before the bite? Tony asked, none of this making any sense. I mean, that's kind of an exaggeration, but yeah, I guess. Peter shrugged. Tony shook his head and turned to Bruce. So if all his previous allergies went away after the bite, then how on earth did he suddenly develop allergies again? And to what? Does this mean his other allergies are back too? Do I need to hide the peanut butter? (laughs) (laughs) Peter rolled his eyes. I had peanut butter toast for breakfast this morning, so I'm pretty sure that that's still safe it's probably environmental bruce explained those allergies are mediated through different pathways okay but that still begs the question why now and besides it's the middle of winter what kind of environmental allergies could he be getting into you'd be surprised bruce said there's still dust mites mold pet dander wait tony held up a finger and then looked down at his kid accusingly didn't you say ned got a new cat a month ago yeah, it's the cat. It's got to be, Tony said, finally happy to have an answer. This hadn't been so hard to solve. Actually, it had been surprisingly easy. He frowned before asking Peter, how did you not figure this out? I knew okay, but what was I supposed to do? Tell Ned that Fluffy had to go? <laughs> Peter threw his hands up in the air. Fluffy? Tony made a face. He's a rescue. I can't ask Ned to kick him out when he just found his new home. How do you think that would make him feel? Peter said, sounding <laughs> way too emotionally invested for this to be, to be just about the cat. <laughs> it doesn't have anywhere else to go. Tony cleared his throat. He had almost six years with Morgan to get used to showing emotions, and he'd gotten much better, but he still didn't love doing it in front of an audience. He knelt down so he was face to face with Peter, clasping his knees. I get it, kid, but you're clearly suffering, and Fluffy's a cat, not a human. (laughs) (laughs) Peter pursed his lips, and Tony could tell his current argument would get him nowhere. Okay, how about this? What if we find Fluffy a new home that's just as nice, or better? Um, I might have an idea, Bruce interrupted, and Tony and Peter both turned to look at him. I can probably synthesize something that would work it might just take a couple days okay peter agreed readily tony sighed he never liked the idea of pumping new drugs into his kid but he trusted trusted bruce fine the not, not the right kind of doctor no he's not <laughs> he has a phd he's not a medical doctor they should have called dr strange yeah again he's just like getting all the what what was it it's just gamma radiation that he yeah. was exposed to. Yeah. So what kind of PhD did he have? Probably some in like experimental physics energy shit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, hang on. Okay, but if it doesn't work, we're going to have another discussion. Fine, Peter said begrudgingly. Tony stood and clapped Bruce on the back. Thanks, Big Green. You're a lifesaver. Don't thank me yet. I have to make it first. And we have to see if it works, Bruce hedged. I'm sure it will. Tony didn't have any doubt. If Bruce thought he could make something that would work, then he'd end up making something that would work. Hey, uh, Dr. Banner, how strong can you make it? <laughs> Bruce's brow furrowed. What do you mean? Like, can you make something that will still work even if Fluffy sleeps on my face? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce and... <laughs> Bruce and Tony shared a look. He's your kid, Bruce raised an eyebrow at him, even as he tried not to laugh. 
<laughs> Tony just shook his head, walked away, muttering, I can't believe this. <laughs> what? Where are you going? Tony, Peter called out after him. I'm going to go call Thor and see if he can put in a word with the big guys upstairs about getting my kid some common sense. He said, <laughs> only half kidding. Hey, Peter protested. He smirked when he heard Bruce say, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, my. I thought that was cute, especially with the cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, call Dr. Strange yeah, for don't medical. Call, don't call Bruce. Yeah. At least call them both. That's true. Put them together. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's very true. And Bruce doesn't come in and say anything like, I'm not that kind of doctor, Tony. Bruce, Bruce wouldn't say anything. That's the thing. He'd kind of just be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be there like, I guess this is what I do now. Yeah. I guess this is what I have to do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one as well that has something to do with Tony Stark okay. as well. It's about Tony and Pepper and steve okay that's who are kind of the main people in it okay it's called the red press mm-hmm. it's by v dot evergreen and the summary says in which steve learns not to trust what tabloids say especially <laughs> when concerning one tony stark oh no this is gonna be good <laughs> Okay, when Steve stumbled into the kitchen in the early morning, he wasn't surprised to see Pepper sitting in the kitchen already. When he had first moved into the Grand Tower that had long since become the permanent living base for the Avengers, he was sure he would have been the first to rise each morning. He was pleasantly surprised when he first managed to navigate his way to the kitchen and found the woman that Tony had introduced as Pepper Potts, sitting at the kitchen table drinking coffee and answering her emails. She had smiled politely and greeted him as captain. Not much had changed since then in the four months he'd been living there, except now there was always enough coffee in the pot for two, and he was now Steve, never captain. However, that morning he was running a little behind his routine and made no odds to anyone but him seeing as he had no place to go, and almost all of the people he would want to spend any time with lived under the same roof as him. But he guessed old habits died hard. He was surprised, though, to see that Tony sat with Pepper that morning, his attention fixed on the tabloid he was reading. He didn't comment, instead pouring himself a cup of coffee and silently moving to make himself some breakfast. There was a sweet domesticity in the air, it it seemed. It was peaceful in a way he couldn't quite get enough of. The sound of Pepper tapping the keys on her laptop, the frequent rustles of Tony as he turned the pages of what he was reading, It was a pleasant change from the conflict that seemed to follow him and his teammates wherever they went. At least here, I'm leaving you. (laughs) For a second, Steve was quite sure he had misheard. There was no way in his mind that Tony could ever say such a thing to Pepper. None of them had lived with the couple for very long, but they would have had to be blind not to see how scarily in sync the two were. It was uncanny. Steve turned his head slowly, only to feel his heart drop. Tony was staring straight at Pepper, who had yet to acknowledge him. Any particular reason, she asked, at last (laughs) lifting her head from the screen. 
There was no hint of emotion in her voice, and Steve couldn't help but admire the fact she looked Tony straight in the eyes with no hint of backing down. Tony shrugged, looking very blasé about the whole thing. We argue too much, he said casually. <laughs> Steve couldn't deny that at first their arguing had disturbed them, but he had come to see it for what it was, their way of showing affection. And I'm having an affair, he carried on blithely. Okay. <laughs> it seemed they had forgotten Steve was in the room, and he did his best not to draw attention to himself. He wasn't quite sure what he would have done if provoked, but he knew it wouldn't have ended well for Tony. <laughs> After all, Steve hadn't had a lot of experience with with woman. Woman. <laughs> yeah. One particular woman. Yes. Experience with woman, but. <laughs> <laughs> there was no doubt in his mind that that was not how to treat them. Pepper's lips quirked. What a coincidence. So am I. The affair, I guess, right? <laughs> Because Tony had just said before, "Am I and I'm having an affair, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's like, what a coincidence, so am I. Mm-hmm. The world was becoming a stranger place by the second as Tony smiled blandly and Pepper once more returned to her screen. I'm pregnant. <laughs> At the sudden announcement from Pepper, Steve felt his jaw physically drop. And on instinct, he began to speak. Congratulations. <laughs> Is it mine? Tony asked. <laughs> Efficiently cutting off Steve as he glanced up from his tabloid. Pepper gave a delicate laugh and said, Nope. <laughs> oh, yep. So guess that means I'm kicking you out of the tower then. Tony showed no emotion as he didn't even glance up from his paper. Steve felt his hands curl into fists as he tried to calm himself down. He didn't know what was going on, but he knew he didn't like it. So I think to- uh, Steve is in the same position that you are in, Rachel. Having no idea what the fuck is going on in this fan fiction. <laughs> yep. So let's just explain a little bit. Tony and Pepper are sitting at like the kitchen table in the mm-hmm. tower. Mm-hmm. Tony is reading a tabloid. Mm-hmm. Pepper is looking at her laptop screen, doing whatever, mm-hmm. and having this weird conversation where they're not looking at each other and just oh, trading blow for blow. God. Going, he's going, I'm having an affair. And she's like, so am I. They're and then she's like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, and Steve is-, is going, what the fuck is happening? Steve is like, what the fuck? fuck is yes, going on? he's in the room and not knowing what the fuck is going on oh amazing yeah and then pepper's like where will i go asked pepper to steve's everlasting respect to her she didn't sound upset or angry just mildly interested it was strange but he was glad tony didn't deserve to see any of her motions the way this saga was playing out it was clear that pepper too had committed several wrongs but to kick a pregnant lady out of her home was even worse. That was cold, even for Tony. <laughs> Tony looked back up, and Steve felt his blood boil when he saw Tony actually had the audacity to smile. Not my problem. Go live with the baby daddy, for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a problem, said Pepper. A sweet smile fixed upon her face. I mean, Bruce already lives here, so... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> 
had turned around to give them some small measure of privacy without drawing attention to himself. He had taken a sip of coffee, but Pepper's last sentence, but with Pepper's last sentence, the drink fought to make its way back up. (laughs) As he fought to keep his choking fit as silent as possible, his mind was a chaotic disarray of thoughts. Bruce and Pepper? Dot, 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 question mark. He had seen them talk a few times, but he never would have guessed this. (laughs) (laughs) So Steve's losing his goddamn mind, right? I relate to Steve losing his goddamn mind. (laughs) Yeah, like, Steve thinks he's, like, over there in a telenovela. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, he's like... Is this my life? (laughs) (laughs) How were both of them taking this so calmly? He had seen them scream at each other over the music that Tony insisted on reverberating throughout the entire tower, and yet here they sat discussing the end of their relationship, as though commenting on the weather. He managed to swallow the rest of his coffee in time to hear the one thing out of the entire conversation so far that he really wished he had missed. Tony sighed dramatically, well, I should have known it had come to this, but you can't live here. After all, you'd only get in the way. The way of what? Asked Pepper, sounding like she might even be smiling. Steve turned around in time to see Tony give the smug smirk that he was so renowned for before saying, my torrid affair with Captain Spangles over here. Captain Spangles, right? (laughs) Captain Spangles. (laughs) It was the last straw. The coffee that had fought so valiantly to come back resumed its attempt and won. Steve turned around, partly out of embarrassment and partly so he had a chance to figure out what in the deepest depths of hell was going on here. (laughs) From behind him, there was a feminine sigh, and when he looked back, Pepper had slumped in her chair and sat with a dejected look on her face. You win, she said. Tony just looked smug, a look that was serving to irritate and confuse Steve further. Of course I do. I told you, the tabloids love hating me more than they enjoy hating you. Oh my god. Hey, protested Pepper. I got some good ones in there. (laughs) Tony gave her a disbelieving look. Oh, come on. Mine were awesome. Where do they even get this stuff? He said, spreading out the tabloids across the table for all to see. Sure enough, on the front page of all of them, either Tony or Pepper were present in a small inset with derisive headlines set next to them. I don't know, said Pepper with a shrug as she spun her laptop around to to see the screen, but it's brilliant. They must spend half their lives making this up. God knows where they get the time from. Steve peered a little closer to the laptop screen, and sure enough, he could see that Pepper was looking at what looked like the online equivalent of the papers that Tony had been so so engrossed in. A website, he thought it was called. Oh my god. (laughs) Poor Steve. He doesn't know what's up. Oh my god. Pepper continued, and Rhodey sent these to you, and if anyone was going to pick out the worst ones for you, it would be him. (sighs) Tony opened his mouth to protest, but quelled at the disbelief Pepper sent his way. Okay, maybe, but I still win. (laughs) Steve felt a headache beginning to build, and even though he knew it was none of his business, couldn't help speaking up. So wait, none of that was true? (laughs) 
<laughs> Tony rolled his eyes while Pepper tried to stifle a laugh. He appreciated the effort at any rate. No, Steve, none of that was true, she managed kindly, her eyes still alight with laughter. For Steve, he had decided that was enough madness for quite so early in the morning. Slowly, he took his coffee, headed out of the room, trying not to look too much like he was making his escape. He got all the way through the door when he heard Tony's voice calling him back. Cautiously, he poked his head back into the room to see Tony smiling, a sure sign that something was about to go wrong. <laughs> that might have been a load of bullshit, but I'm always here for you, Spangles. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a wink and a suggestive look were enough to send Steve all but sprinting away from the kitchen with his cheeks aflame. <laughs> Intent of repressing the memory of that morning if it was the last thing he ever did. Oh my gosh. Behind him echoed the sound of Tony roaring with laughter and perhaps more telling Pepper laughing right alongside with him. The end. Oh my god. <laughs> also, it's the, the ship name for Pepper and Tony is Pepperoni. Oh, I don't like that. I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Pepperoni with a Y? <laughs> oh, that just sounds like some millen no, Gen Z or kid who wants to name their kid something cool. That sounds like the worst stripper name I've ever heard. <laughs> Pepperoni with a Y up on the main stage. <laughs> She'll be dancing to the pizza song. <laughs> No, she's dancing to the um, Papa John's pop of a pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. I thought that was. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna read my last one. Because I want to, because I think it kind of ties into that a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a good follow-up? It is, yeah. So this one is Tony and Pepper kind of centric as well. Um, it's called Don't Stop Me Now, and it's by Sovrano. Oh, and it's also a great title choice for mm -hmm. a Tony one because mm -hmm. Don't Stop Me Now, great song. Mm -hmm. Tony loves, loves his classic music. He does. He loves his classic rock. Okay. Pepper Potts knew she shouldn't have gone to that meeting. It's not as if it was useful in any way. 
Actually, it was quite the opposite. It has been a month since she's seen her husband. They were kind of used to not seeing each other for such a high amount of time. But she missed him. He has this capacity to bring life and energy everywhere he goes. I lost my spot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you probably heard my brain shut off and then turn back <laughs> That being said, she has been quite grateful to have some time for herself to be able to think about everything that happened lately. Between the aliens in New York and the new accords that split the Avengers, Tony had been more than ever complicated to live with. She loves him and knows he was having a hard time, but he was pushing her to her limits. However, she's not going to give up on him like everyone else. She has his back. Even with 10,000 miles separating her from him, her heart was still there with him. Pepperoni forever. Pepperoni forever. Hashtag pepperoni forever. She finally was coming home after such a long time. Her main goal was to surprise Tony. Pepper was sure he hadn't really moved from the lab during her absence. Preparing herself to enter the tower, she smiled slightly. Through video calls with her stupid husband, Pepper knew that he was getting better mentally and she was ready to see that with her own eyes. She stepped inside the elevator. Good evening, Pepper. Boss has company upstairs. Do you want me to announce your presence to him? Friday asked with her godlike voice. Godlike? Godlike, that's what it says. What is it, like Thor? Yes, man of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Woman of pots, would you like me to announce your presence? <laughs> Company, weird, at 1am. Maybe it was a visit from Rhodey? Hello, Friday, who's with Tony, she asked. I'm unallowed to diffuse this information. Do you wish me to send a request? No, that's all right. I want to surprise him, so don't say a word. As you wish, Friday finally said. That was something. Being Tony's wife, she had nearly access to all information. After some events, it was something they agreed on for her safety and peace of mind. So who was here that she wasn't supposed to learn about? Doubt started. Captain Spangles. <laughs> Doubt started filling her <laughs> mind. But no, not Tony. <laughs> Maybe it is Captain Spangles. It's the affair. <gasps> she tabloids. The tabloids were right. <laughs> <laughs> she was thinking about multiple scenarios that could have led to that situation when the elevator's door opened. As soon as she stepped a foot outside, she heard a combination of cries coming from his lab at the end of the corridor. Panicking, she started running towards the sound. Was there a hostage situation here? Was Tony in danger? Don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now. There's a bunch of dot, dot, dots. Okay, so the music yes. is going. She's hearing the music coming from the room now. Was that Tony singing? She'd never heard him sing that loud. Don't stop me now. <laughs> I don't want to stop it all. Oh my God. She's hearing another voice making harmonies. <laughs> completely, she completely stunned. She couldn't wrap her mind around what was happening. 
Stepping towards the lab, she heard loud noises coming from in. Come on, let me try. Nope, not happening, kid. Kid? Covering her ears, she glanced through the, gra the glass wall. A kid was upside down with his feet sticking to some thin line, a stark tablet in his hands, and his curly hairs all around his face like a maniac. You told me I could try it. Come on, there are fucking shock-absorbing walls all around here. Let me try it. <laughs> he screamed with all his heart with a pouting face. Is this the man of spiders? Turning her face to where the kid was looking, she saw Tony with a devious smirk holding what looked like a small rocket. The man then tilted his head slightly to put a hand behind his ear and the other up to his lips, shushing the kid. Mr. As if all was happening in slow motion, as if he read Tony Stark's mind, the sort of spider kid's face enlightened as if it was Christmas. <laughs> Then, just a second later, both him and the man with the rocket screamed as if their life were at stake. I want to make a supersonic man out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Tony pushed a button. The rocket was thrown in the direction of the child who jumped on it, laughing ridiculously loud as he was thrown alongside directly towards the wall. <laughs> Gasping and putting a hand up to her mouth, Pepper was sure she was going to witness the death of a random child. A vision of horror. <laughs> <laughs> a vision of horror. Don't stop me now. Tony started grinning like a fool watching the scene. <laughs> I'm having a good time. I like it. <laughs> the kid answered as he crashed suddenly. <laughs> then he stood up as if nothing happened. He ran at full speed, high-fiving her husband, before they both started dancing around without one bit of coordination. <laughs> it was such a weird vision. After some time, she started breathing normally again. <laughs> she watched as Tony snorted with amusement as the kid mimicked the guitar solo. The man took the sunglasses from the work table and threw them to the bouncing teenager who put them on. That's my boy, he screamed. <laughs> the music slowed, slowly ended, and together they laughed their heart out. Tony threw his arm around the kid as if it was the most natural thing in the world. Finally, he looked up. He looked out the glass wall and froze. Huh, Pepper? <laughs> the child started panicking and grabbed Tony's shirt with both hands as the man put him back on the floor. There was a breath of silence. And silence. And finally, what the fuck, she whispered. The end. <laughs> oh, that is something that I could definitely see in the movie. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure Peter would actually have been there. Because Tony seems to be really protective of him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I could definitely see Tony doing that. Oh, 100%. To that song, too. <laughs> right? Yeah, be like this is how I have to show up with the the rockets. Yes. Yeah. This is how you have to test your rockets with this song. Obviously. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. I didn't read the whole story when I saw it. I read part way through up until the singing part, 
and then mm-hmm. I just favored it and went and went on with my day. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Of what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did with the penguin one. I started reading it and I got like halfway and I was like, "This is too good. I got to read it like for the first mm-hmm. time with Rachel on the podcast." Mm-hmm. I knew for sure, like this is this is gold. Got to mm-hmm. keep it. <laughs> oh, the just. <laughs> the minds of some people oh i know right the ridiculousness i know my mind because as we've discussed um i have written fan fiction (gasps) rachel i'm shocked i've never heard this before um and just some of the stuff that i came up with i look back on it i reread it the other day because i don't know why i went to reread it but i did and i was like rachel what was wrong with you in 2014 (laughs) (laughs) 2014 was a hard year Rachel (laughs) no one was doing well 2014 we were going into last year of our undergrad and trying to get into law school one of us succeeded one of us did not (laughs) uh yeah and you know what it wasn't a good time you were not having a good time (laughs) it wasn't a good time in law school so (laughs) one of us got off easy did they though i mean okay there's a lot of problems we both went through a lot of bad shit okay let's not compare all the shit and the traumas but law school not a good time stay not recommend while all your friends are not in your hometown also not a good time yeah also not a good time no that was not a good time you're talking about depressing shit rachel also not a good time not a good time you know what else is depressing marvel (laughs) yeah they just destroy it i'm sending um the russo brothers my therapy bills Ugh. (laughs) that's what i have to say about that okay i didn't think tony stark would make me fucking cry Okay. Never thought that. I thought he'd make me laugh. Mm -hmm. I thought he'd make me go, oh, Tony, you, Mm -hmm. Tony, Mm -hmm. you silly goose, Tony. Mm -hmm. Right? I thought, you know, sometimes he'd make me roll my eyes Mm -hmm. and be like, you too much sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right? But I never thought I he would actually make me cry. And then he had to do that whole like sacrifice himself for the hero shit at the Mm -hmm. end Mm -hmm. and his death scene with you know like pepper her little thing was it was sad but what really got me was the peter yeah thing because i love spider-man i used to read spider-man comics as a kid Mm -hmm. my dad had spider-man comics Mm -hmm. that he had from his childhood and i had he gave them to me as a kid and so spider-man i loved spider-man mm-hmm. even though i have a phobia of spiders which is really weird mm-hmm. but i love spider-man and i'm also terrified of fucking spiders mm-hmm. but anyway that's something else to unpack yeah but uh anyway so the whole like tony stark being this like father figure for mm-hmm. spider-man in this marvel iteration is mm-hmm. a really cool idea i liked for this mm-hmm. but his whole like being with Tony as he's dying and him going, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, 
just heartbreaking. I cried oh. so hard. It's so heartbreaking, right? That he was like, we won, Mr. Stark. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Yeah. And then, like, the whole, like, he gets the the system mm-hmm. after after Tony's death. He gets, like, inherits his, like, company and stuff. And he gets mm-hmm. the Edith, right? Mm-hmm. Even in death, I'm the hero. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just like. Oh, Tony, you're coming there's back also, with your, all your shit. There's also a, um, apparently an extended scene of that part where, like, you know, Tony dies and stuff, and it got cut. I've seen it floating around on, like, TikTok and YouTube. Apparently, the scene after, like, where it shows, like, Cap and Thor, after that, it shows all the other people, like, getting on one knee in respect of Tony. Oh, oh no (laughs) and they like surround them and stuff and oh it oh i had chills again just i did too (laughs) yeah oh gosh yeah i don't think i could watch that oh i've watched it multiple times i'd fucking sob yeah it was uh it was something and to me that's like i when iron man first came out Mm-hmm. like the first iron man dropped mm-hmm. i loved it right he was awesome and like not as just like a hero but i love i love his humor mm-hmm. right and he was one of my favorites and but you get to a point where you're kind of like Ugh, come on it's overplayed right yeah like he's not one of my favorite in terms of like heroes and like to watch him but mm-hmm. His wit and his humor and his, like, one-liners. Yeah. I like that. I like his nicknames that he comes up for people. Yeah. Like, um, Capsicle, Point Break, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big Green, um, Legolas for Hawkeye. (laughs) Yeah. Or when he's, or my favorite moment probably is in, Did he do Manchurian Candidate? Yeah. Did he do that one for Bucky? Yeah, he did. Um, there's he's did so many for Bucky, but my other favorite scene is that beginning of Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and Tony hits something and he goes shit, and then Cap immediately goes language, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's a running joke for the rest of the movie because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're at the party and like he somebody says a word and then um, Maria Hill's like. Mm, Steve said a bad word. <laughs> Language. At the end with like Sokovia and stuff, he's like, Fury, you son of a bitch. And Fury's like, oh, you kissed your mother with that mouth? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had to break our hearts so much in those movies though, right? Like And I get it, they're like probably going to bring in this new wave of newer mm-hmm. heroes, especially Mm-hmm. right like you've got black widow dying and then you've got her sister now mm-hmm. and oh. then you've got like kate bishop being introduced in the hawkeye series mm-hmm. and then captain america going like steve going back in time and then growing old and being stupid and being like fuck you bucky and mm-hmm. then you get the falcon and the winter soldier show with replacing captain america with the Falcon, who's now become the new Captain America. 
mm-hmm. right? So, like, it looks like they're bringing in all these new heroes, like a new wave, mm-hmm. right? So, I am kind of excited for it looks like the new wave of Marvel. Mm-hmm. But they did have to, like, break our fucking hearts to do it. They did. And some of it I was not happy about. Including just, like, uh, fucking breaking Loki's neck in Infinity War. I don't agree with how they killed him. I think it was totally out of character. No. You know what broke my heart even more, though, with regards to Loki? So, you've seen the Loki show, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know we're like Loki's watching his life play out, and mm-hmm. it shows like you know him on the ground and Thor's on him like crying and stuff. And I read something or seen something that it was like, so that was the last thing that Loki felt was Thor holding him. Oh. And I was like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> that's so that's so like sad and also sweet and oh. I know, right? Like why, feels. why would you do this to me? <laughs> oh. It broke my heart too cuz he was like asking about what happened to his mother. Oh my god, that hurt me so much. And stuff too, right? And he was so concerned about what happened to her. Mm-hmm. in that show mm-hmm. but i i do think in infinity war like the the way that his death happened mm-hmm. how he goes and like takes that really stupid stab at yeah. thanos mm-hmm. that seems so out of character like he's too smart for that shit like yes he's impulsive but that was really stupid i think maybe my theory with that is i think he knew that he wasn't mm-hmm. that they both weren't gonna get out of there alive. Mm-hmm. And I think he would rather that Thor be the one to survive because, you know, Loki has done some bad stuff and he's hurt a lot of people. And, you know, like technically he is the reason why uh Frigga got killed. Mm-hmm. Indirectly. Do you think it was like a self-sacrifice thing? Yeah. Like, maybe he just wanted, like, a quick death. I don't think he wanted a quick death. I think he wanted to try and give Thor a chance. hmm You know? Which, instead of... I don't know why... Um, oh, my God. What's the name of this? The the Idris Elba's character. Heim, Heimdall? Heimdall. Yes, Heimdall. I, I couldn't have told you. <laughs> I don't Heimlich... Know. Heimlich you know yeah i don't know why heimdall didn't just send both of them through the bifrost why did he only send bruce uh i don't think he it's supposed to be that all that's all the energy he had to do one Mm -hmm. and he had to send one like all he had the power for at that time was to send one so he just sent a messenger as fast as he could okay that makes sense i think that's all he had but Mm -hmm. loki's death like the attempt at Thanos, like, I I think he knew he was not going to be able to kill him. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he just did that, it didn't make sense to me mm-hmm. how he did that. Like, I could not rationalize what his play there was. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe it was trying to give Thor a chance or something, but <clears throat> uh, it, it just never made sense to me. Because it, it seemed like of all the stuff they did with Loki, all through the series, like all the series of movies, all through, and then all through the Loki series, that mm-hmm. was just such like a completely, like that moment was so far out of character to me mm-hmm. compared to everything else. It was like that one sore thumb. Yeah, I think also maybe he was concerned. I think it kind of goes back that I think maybe he was, he wanted to, again, protect Thor. Mm -hmm. And he made a lapse, he had a lapse of judgment in doing that, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, my last fan fiction Mm -hmm. is about Loki, and it's not even a story. It is such a strange uh, fan fiction. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a story. It's not written like an actual narrative. Okay. But the way that it's it's called Loki: The Owner's Guide and Maintenance Manual. Just let that sink in. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's by Fishing for Finnick. Mm-hmm. It says, congratulations, you are now the proud owner of Loki God of Mischief unit. Follow the guidelines in this manual and your Loki unit will give you decades of quality performance. So, this is basically written as if you just purchased one Loki God of Mischief unit at the store. Instead of being written like an actual fan fiction story. Uh, And I thought that was the most strange fan fiction type of thing I've ever seen. And I just had to pick it. I have never seen anything like that. I thought that was like just the craziest shit I've ever seen. And I had to do it. Because God damn it, I will. So, we are going to look at the Owner's Guide and Maintenance Manual for the Loki unit. Yeah. Okay. If you want to own a Loki, this is, you know, your manual for how you can do it. I mean, I do want to own a Loki. Just one sec, Mm -hmm. I'm going to grab my laptop charger. Okay. Okay. So, congratulations. You are now the proud owner of a Loki God of Mischief unit. Follow the guidelines in this manual and your Loki will give you decades of quality performance, Rachel. So installation. When you receive your Loki unit for optimal performance, be sure to tell him that he will have access to the throne of Asgard and the Tesseract. Please be warned that failing to do so may result in a random angry outburst from your Loki unit. (laughs) (laughs) So don't forget to do that. Okay. So, your Loki should arrive fully assembled and charged. Please check that you have all his accessories and that you have been issued with the correct edition of the Loki unit. Uh, Some other shit, blah, blah, blah. Is the name Loki Lafayson, god of mischief, place of residence Asgard, species deity, nurtured by Odin, all father. He's not a deity, he's a frost giant. 
Well, that's what they've got here. All right. He's got his hair color, his eyes. Now he's got operating procedure. Your Loki unit has been designed to be as user-friendly as possible. His controls are voice activated. Please state your commands clearly in any language. He is a god and is therefore programmed to speak in all dialects. Remember that your Loki unit is not just aesthetically pleasing. He has multiple functions. Oh, does he now? Yeah. Intelligence quotient. Your Loki unit is quite the evil genius, as is common knowledge. His wit and current his wit and cunning is beyond measure of any of the other Asgardians, but he can easily use this knowledge against his operator. It is encouraged to use caution when stimulating your Loki's unit's brain power. <laughs> Combat. Your Loki's unit is programmed with many convenient battle strategies. He also comes with a stun setting, during which he will stun attackers with his attractiveness. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus side, Loki's unit's semi-god status makes him nearly immortal. Your Loki unit may also be considered insane <laughs> and therefore can be unpredictable in battle. Okay. Creative, creative thinking. Loki unit secretly had Thor unit exiled and convinced him through lies and deceit not to return. <laughs> He also sent the Destroyer to Earth to destroy everything out of pure malice. Loki mm -hmm. unit had planned to use the Bifrost Bridge to destroy Jotunheim? Jotunheim. Jotunheim to, pr to, prove to, himself, to prove himself worthy to Odin unit. <laughs> okay. When his plan was foiled, Loki unit apparently committed suicide by letting go of Thor's unit's hand. Th Thor unit's and failing... <laughs> sometimes the manual is just so hard to read you know thor unit's hand falling into the abyss however loki unit survived presumably through his wit <laughs> <laughs> compatibility with other models you will find that your Loki unit is not especially sociable with other models. And in our catalog, we suggested that he should be operated as a lone unit. <laughs> Extreme caution should be exercised if operating your Loki unit in close proximity to any of the other Avenger units. <laughs> as random battle may ensue. Random <laughs> battle. Unit Incorporated is not responsible for any damage to Loki unit by the Avenger units. <laughs> if one chooses to attempt to use a Loki unit in proximity to an Avenger unit or as Guardian unit, you may wish to familiar familiarize yourself with Loki unit's interaction settings. And they are Psycho-Maniacal Army Dictator, <laughs> Friendly, Hostile, Superior. Those are the four settings. Okay. <laughs> Warning, your Loki unit will get along especially poorly if on settings uh, psycho-maniacal army dictator, hostile, or superior. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's suggested to use friendly mode. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Unit Incorporated is not responsible for any hurt feelings caused by Loki's unit's sour attitude, as he is never really in friendly mode. <laughs> I want that on a shirt that says never really in friendly mode. 
<laughs> Accessories. The items with which your Loki unit comes equipped depends on which edition of the god you have purchased. <laughs> Loki 1.0, made completely of paper, <laughs> comes with a free pair of paper spandex pants so you can match. <laughs> paper spandex pants? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Oh Loki 2.0 comes fully equipped with green cape, black boots, black pants, green and gold accessories, and a fancy helmet. <laughs> and then a little star in smaller writing says, Loki 2.0 unit does not enjoy other people wearing his helmet. It is not suggested to attempt to do so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little warning, I guess. <laughs> Cleaning. Depending on the uses to which you put your Loki unit, you may have to clean him on a regular basis. Oh He's very picky and would only bathe in fresh mountain water unless you force him to do otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rachel, keep your pants on. This section is called lubrication. <laughs> <laughs> to ensure that your Loki unit remains in good working order, moving parts should be lubricated regularly. Note. <laughs> Loki unit does not think most mortals are worthy to lubricate him. Please contact a local god lube specialist for more details. Oh. A god lube specialist. Oh. Yes. Oh. yes. As your Loki unit oh. is semi-immortal, he does not require regular human maintenance. However, he does appreciate the following for pleasure. Food. Your Loki unit prefers traditional ancient North Norse dishes Loki unit is very difficult to cook for, and it is su suggested to call your local history museum for a proper ancient Norse cookbook. <laughs> drink. Loki unit will drink any fine spirit you put in front of him. The more expensive, the better. If attempting to give Loki unit drink when he is behaving under his superior setting, he will typically not accept it. <laughs> but if given a sound beating by the Avenger units, he will happily comply. <laughs> <laughs> sleep you may be surprised by the minute amount of sleep your loki unit needs to function however he needs four hours to function comfortably and seven hours to function well it is not necessary for your loki unit to sleep but it is suggested <laughs> and then there's a star and in smaller writing your loki unit will not appreciate being woken up after minuscule amounts of sleep Unit Incorporated is not responsible for any personal injury inflicted by the Loki unit after unusually early awakenings. <laughs> Reprogramming. The Loki 2.0 can be issued with a revised knowledge program from Asgard via the... Jesus, how do you say that word? The Y-G-G-D-R-A-S-I-L tree network. The what? Y-G-G... D-R-A-S-I-L. Yidrezel. I'm not even going to attempt that. <laughs> Tree network. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about right. Be sure to update his knowledge regularly as the times are always changing. It is not possible to reprogram the Loki 1.0 who comes with original cheesy and evil charm. <laughs> evil and cheesy charm. Security. Thanks to the popularity of the Loki unit, especially version 2.0, it, it, uh, it is essential that you observe the following security procedures for the safe 
safekeeping of your Norse god. Have your Loki microchipped. She was a doctor who was experienced in the handling of crabby bitter lunatics. (laughs) (laughs) Any insane asylum doctor will do. (laughs) Do not leave your Loki unit unattended in public. He may attempt to start an evil army. <laughs> I would like to add, I this isn't here, but I would like to add, it may be of penguins. Yes, it may be a penguin yeah. army. Uh, do not lend your Loki to anyone. He will be especially vicious to those he is not familiar with. <laughs> Frequently asked questions. Oh, God. Question. My Loki is beating me over the head with a giant block of ice he calls a, t- a tesseract. <laughs> And is demanding I bow to him. Is there something wrong with his superiority setting? Answer. There's no problem at all. Your Loki unit believes it is his right to rule the world and make them his mind slaves. You are simply his first target. (laughs) You see why I had to pick this one. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Question. My Loki informed me that he fell off of a bridge into an abyss. Is his dream drive on overtime? Answer. Your Loki is operating normally. He's sharing memories with you. This is very important in the bonding process and should be encouraged. I guarantee you all of these answers to the frequently asked questions as oh wait, stop ruffling your giblets. (laughs) Um, I guarantee you it all has your Loki unit is functioning when you fun- I can't fucking <laughs> Your Loki unit is functioning fine. Stop being an yes. asshole. Yes. <laughs> Just take the abuse. <laughs> <laughs> you purchased this. We're not refunding your money. We're not responsible. <laughs> <laughs> you signed the contract. Oh my god. Question. My Loki keeps plotting revenge on my neighbor's Thor unit. Is there something (laughs) wrong with my Loki? (laughs) Answer. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just one of his quirks. Just accept it and move on. (laughs) 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 Troubleshooting. Problem. My Loki is constantly telling me that my, my legger is gushing red. What is he talking about? Ledger. Ledger. Yeah. Solution. Your Loki unit seems to be stuck on a memory loop with his conversation with Black Widow unit. Please take him to see a unit incorporated specialist to check his internal drives for Iron Man unit planted viruses. (laughs) (laughs) Problem. All that my Loki unit ever talks about is world domination, death, and power. How can I get him to talk about something really interesting? Solution. Ask him about his childhood. (laughs) Oh, God, no, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Problem. My Loki is telling me, ma'am, there's only one God, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Is he supposed to sound like that? (laughs) (laughs) Solution. Your Loki unit must have been accidentally issued a Captain American... Captain America unit motherboard. You may receive a standard Loki unit motherboard free of charge if you would prefer Loki's sour attitude towards humans over Captain America unit's charm. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsies. Whoops. Problem. My Loki seems to be afraid of thunderstorms. Why? (laughs) 
Solution, tragically, Loki unit's brother, Thor unit, is the god of thunder, and the pairing does not mix well. Therefore, this phobia is naturally occurring and is to be expected. <laughs> Problem, my Loki unit is retorting my commands with, Enough! You are beneath me, I am a god, you dull creature, and I shall not be bullied. How can I adjust his attitude? Solution, threaten that the Hulk unit will come and smash him into the floor like a rag doll and he will stop. <laughs> Problem, my Loki unit keeps asking about Joey. Who's Joey? Who is Joey? Solution, you have been issued a Captain Nichols model by accident. Joey is a warhorse. Please bring this model to the closest unit incorporated specialist immediately for an exchange. I don't know who Joey is. Who's Captain Nichols? I'm so confused now. I don't know. Oh my god, okay. Alright. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Problem. My Loki unit keeps talking about a magical Yggdrasil tree floating in space. Has he gotten into hard drugs? <laughs> Solution, don't worry about it. The Yggdrasil tree is Norse mythology. He may be trying to educate you. However unlikely, you may decide it would be most prudent to listen. If you are still concerned, consult Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Additional info. For questions or concerns, please contact your nearest review box immediately. That's, and that is all. Oh. That is what you should do when you purchase a Loki. So listeners... I'm going to try and keep this condensed because we've been recording. It's almost, we're almost at three hours. This is going to be a long episode. It's going to be a long episode. Um, so Loki, Loki's, oh my God. So have you had, do you have a Loki there with you? I think I do. <laughs> Has he been successfully lubricated? <laughs> Which version? One or two? The paper spandex shorts. Let me know. <laughs> Did I break you? Yeah. That has been my goal. I've done it. I've done it, listeners. I've finally done it. It has taken me six episodes, but I have done it. I'm done with this episode, listeners. <laughs> you want to find us? We're at it. We're at Instagram. Instagram. We are at Instagram. Yes, I can tell them, Rachel. You can continue dying. That has been my goal. And it the the plot twist is I have been Loki all along. I am the Loki unit. Oh my god. We're on Instagram at at inconsistent podcast one. And you can find us, you can send us an email at inconsistentpodcast1 at gmail.com. Is that right? Did I get it right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I did good. I'm on the friendly setting today. She's on the friendly setting. Listeners, check your Loki unit. Make sure they're lubricated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm properly lubricated on the friendly setting. Oh, my God. Podcast out. Yes. Review us. Give us five stars. And don't tell anyone that I'm a low-key unit secretly. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>